Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he's always the same. That's me. Grumpy, how are you doing this fine Wednesday evening after two impressive Islander victories over the Florida Panthers as well as the Pittsburgh Penguins? Grumpy, how are you doing this Wednesday evening? Good. We're still in ninth place. Uh, in the conference, but I think we've looked pretty good the last two games, particularly last night against Pittsburgh. Uh, I want—I hazard to say that was our best game of the year. I would I, even before, better than the Carolina game. I thought we were outstanding last night. Yeah, I thought it's the best game we've played all year. And I, and before we start getting too much in the meat potatoes of this, for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. This is a twice a week Islanders podcast that takes place every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That being said, we will not be going live this Saturday. We will be going live this Sunday, though. We'll be going live this Sunday, normal scheduled time. Yeah. Sunday, yeah, this Sunday, normal scheduled time. Um, and then we'll be back on the normal streak. We'll be back on Wednesdays and Saturdays, every Wednesday and Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So for those of you who are new to the channel, welcome. 
uh, we invite you to stick around a while. We invite you to subscribe on YouTube, to like on Facebook, and to follow on Twitter. Um, we also have a secondary podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, and that is an all-sports podcast that takes place every Thursday and Sunday at 8 p.m., or Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be resuming that show probably on Sunday. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. This Sunday, our Islander show, just to just to clarify, we'll be going live for the Islanders. What, Grumpy, you want to do 8 o'clock this Sunday? Or do you want to do, yeah, 8 o'clock this Sunday? Does that work for you, Grump? What do you want to do earlier? Oh. We can talk about that later. I thought we were going to do our regular Saturday Islanders, uh, maybe abbreviated version, then Sunday, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. I don't know. We'll play, we will play it by ear. Here I am thinking Grumpy and I have communicated. In reality, we have not. Um, but to prevent any boring listening here, I want to start jumping into a little bit of the action that we saw here. Um, since last time we talked, we beat the Florida Panthers. And I kind of want to have a chance to talk about that game. Um, I thought we dominated the Panthers. I thought I think the Panthers. Paul Maurice is done. Paul Maurice should be should have been fired yesterday. Should have been fired a week ago. Paul Maurice is not the right man for the job there in Florida. I know they have injuries. They've got issues. Paul Maurice is not the right guy there. They've got to move on. And uh, the longer they take for that, the less and less of a chance they have to make the postseason. Right? Because now there's. They're quite a few points out. I'll tell you, I, I think it's a little bit of a tough uphill battle for them. I, I think that they're almost a non-entity. The way that they played and under a Paul Maurice coach team, I think the Florida Panthers have a 0% chance right now making the postseason. Well, they're about a point a game. Uh, so 34 points in 35 games. They've had quite a number of injuries as well. But I don't think they're that good a team. Uh, they certainly, last year they caught lightning in a bottle, started with Quinville early in the year. Brunette was just, you know, he was just kind of holding the reins, didn't do anything special. Uh, but this year you, you seem to take a massive step back. And they just didn't look very good, uh, unlike early in the year when they played us. I thought they were they were pretty good. But at this point in time, like I said, the injuries, Barkov was out, um, huge loss, Ekblad was out. Those are probably the two best players, well, with Kachuk and stuff. But uh, just disappointing effort from them. I don't care. That's two points for us, relatively easy two points. Uh, to me, the bigger game was the Pittsburgh game, though, of course. Well, yeah, the reason I was talking about Florida, because I, I had spoken to you, Grumpy. I said, Florida still might have a chance, right? You can't count out Florida just because of what they did last year. After watching them firsthand, after watching how things look under Paul Maurice, Florida has a 0% chance as currently constituted to make the postseason zero i could i can confidently say they have a zero percent chance of making the postseason if they continue with paul maurice as a head coach little early to say zero little early to say zero zip grump zip okay i'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs it's just a little early to say zero i mean three weeks ago we would have said washington had zero percent chance of making the playoffs. I never said that, Grumpy. You remember a month ago I was talking to you, Grumpy, and we were talking on the show. Don't count out Washington. Washington had the toughest portion of their schedule when they're missing Tom Wilson. They're missing guys like Orloff. They were missing guys like Backstrom. They had the toughest portion of their schedule, the toughest two portions of their schedule already in the season. 
I said their schedule gets easier and easier. Sure enough, the, the Washington the Washington Capitals ring off nine wins in ten games, and poof, there they are right in a playoff spot, just like that with the flip of a switch. So, you know, that, that Washington team, as I mentioned earlier, people said, oh, I'm not worried or concerned about them. That's not a team you could sleep and, and sleep off and, and slough off, I don't think, Rob. Well, and last game's notwithstanding, last night's game notwithstanding, you could say the same thing about Pittsburgh, right? I mean, I think they're only a point up on us, but they got two games in hand, and they've kind of righted the ship from earlier in the year when they yeah. were seriously struggling. And they've, once again, had a number of injuries also. Tristan Jari uh, turned back to the Tristan Jari that we know and love. Um, By that, we mean miserable, letting goals left and right, not looking stellar in that. Right. I mean, like I said, but the one thing I noticed these last two games in particular, man, we've really come out and played extremely well in the second periods. Uh, really pleasantly surprised with the jump. I mean, this team could have mailed it in a little bit, right? You never know. And we, I mean, we lost how many in a row, um, struggled away from home in that tough stretch, and then they come away, bam, all right tough loss to the Rangers and then they come out and really handle Florida. But for me, the big one's Pittsburgh. Maybe Pittsburgh's had a little bit too much Turkey on Sunday. I don't know, but once again, I'll take the two points and uh, I don't think we're super talented, but I think we're a team that's really plucky and we're going to be, it's, it's going to come down to the last couple of weeks of the season to see if we make playoffs. I mean, I just don't think we're super talented enough but uh, no give up and quit in this team. And what have we seen? We've seen the team really pick up, have more energy since the younger guys have been forced into the lineup due to injuries. Yep. This is why it never makes sense to just have a whole bunch of old guys on your team. You need that fresh young blood, hungry blood. And that's what you're seeing with uh, Atu Ratu, Parker Witherspoon, um, Hunter Fashing, even Simon Holmstrom. Right, these guys are showing a little bit of jump now. Holmstrom's out, which is addition by subtraction, but you're seeing the older guys kind of pick up a little bit as well. Matt Barzal has been really good. He had two goals last night. Um, Anders Lee had two goals. One was a typical garbage variety, but the first one, a minute into the game, which set the tone on honestly, was a nice shot from him. Uh, so you know. When our big guys are starting to score, you're seeing Fashing, who wound up playing on the first line when Oliver Wallstrom went out last night. I mean, they didn't miss a step. I don't know what that says. When a guy who's a fourth line can come in and just fit on the first line, probably means that your talent level is not great. We've talked about that before. Um, but he looked really, really good. So I don't think we could have played better. Noah Dobson, he set up Bailey for a goal who was wide open. What peripheral vision he had. Just uh, You're just seeing that kid glow, grow by leaps and bounds. I was looking really, really good the last couple games. Well, really quickly, you'd mentioned what does that mean, Grumpy, when we start to see that, hey, you know, a fourth line or fashion comes on the first line and they look like they don't skip a beat. Well, don't worry, Grumpy. Phil's Facts has broken it down for us. It means that fashing is better than Oliver Wallstrom. Of course, Grumpy. That's what we can conclude from this. Um, I, you know, I, the reason I bring that up is because Oliver Wallstrom started to get some hate on social media. People starting to point the fingers at Oliver Wallstrom. Now, all of a sudden, people are saying, 
oh yeah, you know, if Oliver Wallstrom had to be included in the trade for Timo Meyer, would you say yes? Would you get rid of them? Would you? And so we're starting to see a lot of that. And it's funny, you know, these are from the same people who were complaining probably earlier on this year. Matt Barzal has no goals. Now he's got seven goals on the season and they're singing a different tune, right? Uh, so I don't, you know, to answer your question, what does that say about the first line when you can have a fourth liner step up? I think yesterday we were just firing on all cylinders. It was a game that we looked dominant from puck drop to freaking end of the game. And there's going to be some games like that. There are some games where we look miserable. That's just how it is. Sometimes you get the bear, sometimes you get the bowl. And yesterday we looked extremely impressive. Um, I, I thought we played a complete game. You mentioned maybe the most impressive game and impressive win we've seen so far this year. I'd agree with you. And I, you know, what is what what can we deduce from that? A team who gets a little extra rest, an older team gets a little extra rest, a little bit more of a break, comes out there and dominates a team that Maybe they're maybe they're caught, you know, reading their reading their clippings a bit. But I mean, they they gave it to Pittsburgh yesterday, um, so I, I thought it was an impressive win. Um, you know, I, we had talked about that nine game stretch. We've got a nine game stretch. We needed to come away with points, and it's a tough portion of our schedule, Grumpy. Um, you know, and, and we had kind of talked a little bit about what we needed to do, Grumpy. Now, when we had gone through that nine game stretch, what did you want? Remind us, Grumpy. What did you want the Islanders' record to be at that time period? I don't think. I said what I wanted. How many points did we want of getting out of those nine? Uh, I'm adding it up right now, Grumpy. Okay, so we'll do can... that. I said, you know, it, we could have gone two and seven. We could go five and four, uh, four, four and one maybe. I guess, you know, playing 500 against that stretch is probably what we were hoping for, which would have been nine points. Uh, I think we picked up more than that or right at that amount. Um, you know, we have Columbus – Tomorrow four, three, night. and two. Four, three, and two. Okay. So you got 10 points out of a possible 18. That's okay. We lost a couple of spots in the standings because other teams are really hot. But, you know, for a difficult stretch like that, I think we uh, did pretty admirably. That's what I said. I said when we had looked at it, I said I'd even be content with, a you know, a, over, a, over a stretch like that, a three, three, and three record. I still would have been happy. I mean, we came away with a better than better than expected record over that time period. Great. But here's the unfortunate thing. We have a very, very tough remaining schedule when you look at it. We've got one of the top five hardest rema or remaining strengths of schedules in the NHL. When you look at teams like the Washington Capitals, they have the easiest remaining schedule in the Metropolitan Division. They're only going to get healthy throughout the season. So I don't think, oh, this is just a phase. You know, they're just on a hot streak. They're going to simmer off. I don't think we could do we could say that immediately and justify that with with the Washington Capitals. You know, we're looking here at the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's a team that I, I feel confident they're making a postseason. Same with the Rangers. Same with the Hurricanes. I mean, so what, what are we realistically looking at? We're going to be in a spot where we're looking at the Islanders and the Devils possibly fighting it out. For that last playoff spot is what we may be looking at. Assuming nobody from the Atlantic picks up their play. Assuming the Sabres don't hit stride. Assuming the Red Wings don't hit stride. And assuming the Florida Panthers don't fire Paul Maurice. Okay. Right now it looks like maybe going to have five teams from the Metro division making the playoffs, right? Caroline, I'm just going to go through the last, you know, because we say, hey, how the Islanders looked. Okay, we did really well in this little tough stretch. We got 10 points out of 18. In our last 10 games, we're 4-4-2, four, four, and two, right? It's like, oh, okay. Well, we're, we're treading water, which is good. But then you look at the other teams in the division. Carolina, 9-0-1. Oh, uh, 
Washington, nine and one. Pittsburgh, seven, two and one. The Rangers, eight and two. And the Devils, three, six and one. I mean, the Devils had seven points and we had 10. So we picked up three points on the Devils. There's still four points ahead with two games in hand. I think they're on the way down, though. I think it will come between us and the Devils. I think you've seen Washington is just going to go get better as the season progresses when they get Backstrom back, when they get Wilson back. They've had solid goaltending in Dubnik. Uh, the Rangers have certainly turned it around. Uh, and like I said, last night notwithstanding, Pittsburgh's been really good, and Carolina is just Carolina. So, like I said, the good news for us and for Devils fans. Hey, real quick, real quick. You said Dubnik. Do you mean Darcy Camper for Yeah, goals? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, Darcy Camper. My bad. Um, you know, the good news for us, like I said, is you have the top three teams in the Atlantic Division, Boston, Toronto, and Tampa Bay. They're all going to qualify. And then you have teams, you know, like Detroit. Do you expect Detroit to hang in there all year? I certainly don't. Buffalo, no. I mean, they can score, but I'm still not sold on their goaltending. Real quick, just look at the goal difference, the goal differential for for uh, for Buffalo. Plus 18. For a team that, you know, is when you look at it right there, 500 club. I, I, I know people try not to do this, but every time an overtime loss is a loss is a loss is a loss. They've got. 16 wins this year, 16 losses when it comes down to it. They're a 500 ball club. They're a 500 hockey squad. And you're at a spot where, you know, they have an 18-plus on goal differential. So that's something to keep an eye on. And once again, they have four games in hand on us. So, I mean, if they would go on a winning streak, they could be right there at 42 points. Not probable, not likely. But, you know, there are teams that have games in hand on us. That's That's a big one right there, right? I mean, the same thing with the Devils and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's got two games in hand, as well as the Devils, and the Hurricanes have a game in hand. I just, I think it's going to come down to us and the Devils. Can the Devils right the ship before it's all over for them? I don't know. Like I said, they got a little Devils in them, so maybe they'll come back to the pack. They're already doing that. Still second in division, but I just think they're on the way down. Yeah, and, you know, and we do want to let everyone know this is going to be a shorter, more abridged version of the podcast today. Yeah, we won't have two, three hours or like our usual time period, but we wanted to make sure that we could get our message in the podcast out. We wanted to make sure it wasn't people. We wanted to make sure it wasn't like, man, we're taking a full week plus off or anything like that. So wanted to make sure we can get out there. Grumpy, you know, here's a crazy thing. Now I know. When you're telling me and you seem like you've got those flashing lights all over the place, you are watching TV when I'm talking to you, bro, because I know you're watching TV right now, Grumps. So you've just been lying to me all this time, Grumpy, just like I had suspected. Um, I wanted to go back, though. You had mentioned you mentioned regarding the Islanders, right? We're in a spot to where we're going to be duking it out with probably the Devils. Um, another thing that's important to say, we have talked about the worst case scenario for us, how this is going to be something that maybe, go, you know, we're, we're to the last week of the season. We don't know who's going to be in, who's going to be out, because that's how close and contested this Metropolitan Division is. Here's a scary thing. Worst case scenario for us is we trade to add pieces, just like most playoff contenders do. Uh, you know, I'm not saying Stanley Cup contenders for a reason. Just like most playoff contenders do, we start to go ahead and trade away pieces um, at the deadline, trade away draft capital, young prospects, you name it, to add more veterans to this group 
and more players that are on rental contracts and we don't make the postseason. Or if we do make the postseason, we get bounced in the first round. That is the absolute worst-case scenario for the Islanders. That is worst-case scenario. Not only will we be trading away more of the future to double down on a team past their peak, but I just we have so many holes and flaws in our team, I don't think one player or two small players fix the issue. I think defensively we hammered chances. We've had fantastic goaltending. And guess what? Sorokin's look fantastic again, but I'll sorry, I'll let you get to the point. Worst case scenario, we trade away picks. We trade away players at the deadline that are young, like our Atu Ratus, who look good in his first few games in the NHL. We trade away pieces like that for rentals and vets. Yeah. And just real quick, just to touch on Atu Ratu, I think it was really interesting, you know, with some guys dinged up, Palmieri going back on the injured list. Uh, you saw that who did they move to wing? It wasn't Atu Ratu, it was Casey Zizekas. Yep. And he actually looked pretty good as a wing. I uh, played him with Pajot and Palm and uh, Parise, I believe. I mean, I think that was a really good line last night. And it means that Ratu gets to be in a more, more comfortable position playing seven. I think he's looked really good. That kid's the real deal. He's the real yep. deal. Um, and like I said, I'm going to tell you again, it's the young guys infusing a little bit of life into the roster I think has really helped the team overall. I really do believe that. I agree. I don't disagree on that. Now, what did you have to say? You didn't talk at all, Grumpy, about the point I was I was speaking about, worst-case scenario for the Islanders. Yeah, I, I'm on record. No trading of draft picks. I'm sorry. Don't do it. And I don't even care where we are in the standings. I don't even care. I'm not going to say I don't care if we make the playoffs. But you have to look in the mirror and say, are we good enough? Yes, we're a plucky team. We're a spunky team. We don't give up. Are we Stanley Cup contenders? The answer is no, in my opinion. So are you going to just, you know, throw good money after bad? I'm almost willing to miss the playoffs, sell off a Mayfield, a Varlamov, a Parise, anybody who's on expiring deals. I'm willing to do that to get more assets to transition to the next phase. You're seeing the young guys coming in and invigorate the franchise, right? You're seeing that. You're seeing a Hunter Fashing who is just, I mean, just a, a streety, right? Let's be honest. He's a streety. He comes in and all of a sudden, given a chance, he's taken the puck and ran with it, right? And skated with it. They the puck and skated with it. He's done really good in his limited time up. I mean, that's the future of the team. We're not good enough to win a cup. I think everyone realizes that. Is it worth making the playoffs and getting rolled in the first round by a Boston, by Carolina, or, and, you know, maybe giving away future draft picks? I don't think it is. I'm willing, like I said, I'm willing to miss the playoffs than come in as an eight seed just to uh, facilitate transitioning to the future. I, I mean, it's time. It's time. Yeah, I'm, this is again. It's it's like a tale. It's as tale as old as time as well. We talk about oh wow, fashing man. He came out of nowhere. He's so successful. He's so great. This is the exact reason why Lou Lamarillo. You don't sign back guys like Cal Clutterbuck to two year deals. Why you don't sign back fourth line centers like Casey Zizekas to a six year contract? Why you don't sign back Matt Martins? to four-year deals because your team is loaded with players like Hunter Fashing who 
unless injury occurred, never would have received a chance in the NHL. And what has he done? He's looked extremely competent and like an everyday NHLer every single shift he's out there. But, right, if there weren't massive amounts of injuries, Hunter Fashing never would have seen a chance or been given a chance in the NHL. Doesn't matter what he did in the A, doesn't matter how he would translate, never would have been given a chance. And that's the issue. That's always the issue that we've got to poor asset management. And I'll be interested to see, right? I think we saw, you know, is Atu Ratu ready to play an 82 game regular season with the New York Islanders? No, probably Why not. not. Why not? Why not? Why not? Give him a shot. Let him take, let him take, let me take the ball and run with it. Why not? Yeah, but you you asking me why not? Is that a hypothetical or an actual question you want me to answer? Well, you just said, is he ready to play a full season? Why not? Why not? He doesn't look ready to play a full 82-game NHL season. He well, won't be. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. He's got I'm, to play I'm, I'm, Hold on. I asked the question before you, you jumped in. The reason I was asking the question, right, I'm just saying we mentioned how Hunter Fashion was immediately ready to step in the role. I don't think a guy like Atu Ratu is immediately ready to step in the role and you say, oh, we're not missing any value with Atu Ratu starting every single night. I think he definitely has a future. I think he's going to be – out of the young guys who got in the system now, that's the most – I feel most confident about him being successful. He looks he looks special. We've said that since the start. He's the really, truly talented prospect that we've got. Okay. What you're seeing, younger players, when giving a legitimate chance, are shining. That's why I'm saying – you have to be willing, and Lou Lamarolo has not been willing to do it. You have to be willing to part ways with guys in their 30s. There are no superstars in their 30s on this team. You got Matt Barzell, you got Noah Dobson, you got Ilya Sorokin. Those are the stars on this team. Everybody else on the whole roster is imminently replaceable. Every other player, period as well as Brock Nelson has played, for the right price, I'd move him. I'm not saying we're going to or we should be actively looking to move him because he's been really good. But what I'm saying is he's not a star in this league. He's an auxiliary piece. Pelic, Pulak, if you gave me the right price for them, I'd move them as well. I'm not saying we're going to or we should at this point. All I'm saying is, when I'm looking at – it's not like you have uh, – Minnesota's got Kaprizov, right? That kid's a star. He's not somebody you should consider moving, right? But if you had an older player, Sidney Crosby, he's not movable. Why? Because he's still really, really good, super good player, even at advanced age. We don't have anybody like that on this team. Not one guy. They're all imminently replaceable. Sticking with them and giving them big long-term deals – is, that's why we're in the trouble we're in right now. That's why we're an old team, a slow team. Thank goodness we're incorporating some of the young guys. And I'm going to tell you what, Casper Holmstrom has looked okay, particularly when he got hurt. The line has been much better since he went out. But that said, I mean, he did score a goal against Florida, and he looks like he's trying to fit in a little bit. A little bit. I mean, but Rocky against Florida? Uh, yeah, I believe he was. Wasn't it Florida he was hurt against? I oh, think it was Florida. So Florida's one he got hurt in. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, like I said, is he no? Is he any great shakes? No, but he's a younger guy, and he's playing better than when he first came up. That's for certain. He's given a legitimate shot. It's what I've been saying for years, right? 
maybe they're starting to buy into that a little bit. Why? Because of injuries. If Kyle Palmieri was back. Scored a goal against Vegas. He scored a goal against Vegas. He scored a goal a while ago. I, 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 you're not going to sell me on a Simon Holmstrom train. Sorry. I, he's a bottom six guy. And here's the thing. Hunter Fashion is a better bottom six player than Simon Holmstrom is. That True. simple. So, you know, you're not going to – right? Where I cause excitement are players that, hey, either show me that, yes, I can be a consistent NHL guy, very successful at it, or I, I've been a diamond in the rough that's just been freaking, you know, uh, sitting overripe on the vine. And like a guy like Fashing is. So those are guys I'm excited about. I'm not excited about the ex first round pick, Simon Holmstrom, maybe looking like he could be a bottom six guy. That doesn't get me excited. Sorry. But I'm sorry, okay. continue. But but what I'm saying is you're seeing players who are on the cheap come in and do just as much as the veterans, just as much as the Clutterbucks, the Sezikases, the Martins, the Palmieri's, the Paris. Parise's cheap, so he doesn't really matter. But, I mean, you're just seeing improved play from those younger players, which I think has really invigorated the team the last couple of games. The big issue is when everybody gets back healthy, what are you going to do? Are you going to go back to the old guys again, or are you going to ride the horse that brung you? I mean, that's my whole thing. Uh, if I see a fashing playing as well as he's been playing over the last number of games, there's no way I'm taking him out of the lineup. If it means Kyle Palmieri, you sit, or Josh Bailey, you sit, that's just the way it is. I best players play. You, I've said how many times have I said it on this show? How many times? Best players play. I don't care about the name on the front. It's the logo. I'm, I'm sorry, the name on the back. It's the logo on the front. Have you been watching Miracle on Ice or something, Grumpy? Recently? Yeah. No, but it's the is, truth, that right? is that what you're watching on TV what, what right now? Is, Miracle on Ice. What I'm saying is, when a coach is making a lineup, he shouldn't look at the name on the back of the sweater. He should look at okay, who's doing the job out on the big white ice surface. That's that's number one. I don't care if Josh, Josh Bailey's been here 15 years. I don't care if Kyle Palmieri, you know, looked good in uh, New Jersey a couple of years ago. I don't care that we gave them big extensions. If they're not producing, they sit. Because you know what that does? It makes them up their game to get back on the ice. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, think about Parker Witherspoon. He's proven serviceable the last couple of games. Is he a is he the greatest defenseman of all time? No, he is not. It is worth saying this. Do not extrapolate that these guys have looked fantastic just because we've looked good. Just we look good just because of two freaking games, Grump. Don't try to go ahead and grab. Here's the thing: Florida blows. Florida's awful. Florida's miserable. Florida under Paul Maurice. Paul Maurice should be shot to the freaking sun, never to coach again. Quit in Winnipeg. Might as well be quitting on the team now. Miserable, right? 5-1 win, impressive. 5-1 over Pittsburgh, fantastic. We dominate them over and over again. All I'm saying is this. We can't say, well, great. We looked at two games where we played really well, and we could say that's how those guys are going to be playing for the rest of the time, right? Oh, yeah, Parker Weatherspoon's looking great. We played really two great games of complete team effort. Okay. Do, okay, the, the thing I'm mentioning here is, do you see the same complete game effort night in, night out? No, you're not going to see that night in, night out. There are going to be times where they're going to be isolated. There's going to be times where they're going to get exposed. That's my point by this, Grump. I understand. But what I'm saying, what you've seen from Parker Wotherspoon the last two games, is he's a serviceable defenseman. That's all. He's serviceable. I don't go that far either. The last two games, a miserable Florida team, 
and a Pittsburgh team that we dominated from start to finish. Offensively, defensively, we dominated him playing tic-tac-toe in the freaking in the pregame. We dominated him every which way we could. So I'm, I'm, I, you've got to hold off on the part of Parker Witherspoon. You've got to hold off on some of that stuff. All I said was he's been serviceable. I didn't say he's taking the place of Adam Pellick. You said he's shown he can be serviceable. I don't yeah. think after two. I don't think two games could say. Well, I've seen two games. Do you know what the definition? Maybe he's shown he can be serviceable. Ah. Maybe you should look up the definition of serviceable. I know what the definition of serviceable is. You're not going to see me jump into two games and say, this guy's a serviceable player. He could look like garbage the next five, and then you're singing a different tune, right? Well, hold on. You were the same guy last episode. I got a bone to pick with you. We're not missing Adam Pellick that much. Robin Sallow and Adam Pellick's not a big drop-off. You were singing that same nonsense tune, not even just three last podcast grump. Okay. out of here. We haven't had Adam Pellick, and two high-scoring teams held him to one goal each. There you go. Like I said, I'm not saying that Adam Pellick isn't better than these guys. What I'm saying is his loss hasn't been as great as a lot of people seem to think it has been. It's not been because it's all about the goaltending. And here's the thing. Sorokin, thank our lucky stars, uh, was slumping a little bit. As soon as Varlamov got hit, hurt, he upped his game like that. And he's been rock solid, rock solid in that. Now, here's the thing. If it was Sorokin from two weeks ago, we lose against uh, Florida. We lose against Pittsburgh. But he's been super solid, super good once again, just when we need him to be. Varlamov's out. Sorokin's number one guy. Like I said, you don't need Varlamov. You don't need him. Move him. Get rid of him. Pick up draft capital. They're not going to do that. How many well, more times can you fucking sing it from the rooftop? It's not what they're going to do. It's what we want them to do, but they're not going to do it. What they're going to do is they're going to add pieces. Why would, you, case- why would you not move a piece at the deadline that who's an unrestricted free agent can get you possibly a first-round pick who's not going to play if, in the playoffs? He's not going to play. If we make the playoffs, if, he well, does not play. If there's an injury to Sorokin, Varlamov plays in the playoffs. If there's news an injury, flash, uh, you know what? I, Look, hold on, hold on, hold on. How many starting goalies got injured last year in the postseason? Multitude of goalies. Pittsburgh playing with a backup goaltender. Look at all these teams that were playing with backup goalies last year in the postseason or having to play more than one game with a backup goaltender. The Islanders are going to say, hmm, should we trade him away for a second or maybe a first-round pick? Or should we say, if we're going in for the win and our goalie gets hurt, we need Varlamov for a three-game stretch. We'd rather have him than Corey Schneider. They're going to say they'd rather have the backup of Varlamov if they need him for three games instead of Corey Schneider. Come on. Okay, I don't care. If if Sorokin goes out, we're out that round anyway. Like I said, I'm willing to bank on the health of Sorokin, period. That's what I'm willing to do. I'm as a general manager, Lamarillo needs to be looking at not just now, he needs to be looking at down the line. If he's I'll, not capable of doing that, he should not be in the job. They're not looking down the line. Here's the thing I'm oh. not disagreeing. I think they should trade Varlamov too. I think you should get rid of players that you're not going to be able to keep if your team's not for real. I don't think the Islanders are for real to win a Stanley Cup. I think maybe we can make the postseason. That's about where it freaking ends for us. Do I see us beating Carolina over a seven-game stretch? No. Boston over a seven-game stretch? No. We were both dominated by those two teams, top-tier teams when we recently played them. Can we maybe beat them one night? Sure. Seven, you know, in a, a series of seven? Absolutely not. And never I will mention this. Carolina. We're yeah. never getting out of the division. 
for people for people asking no i'm not uh i have not put a green screen up behind the bookcase i'm still in grumpy's house so that i'm in grumpy's living room right here as you could see uh you could see i've got my piano back there and this was this is you know the fireplace so i'm at i'm I'm at grumpy's place so no i haven't we haven't moved we haven't changed location i haven't changed up what i'm doing no i'm at a different location so that maybe is why the audio doesn't sound as good obviously i don't have my mic but grump let's do this let's go ahead and jump really quickly into the ad read and we'll get back to talking and i'm sorry we will not be able to get to any comments tonight we will be looking through the comments afterwards what grump i I think we could just do a smattering of comments a smattering of comments now grumpy who is going to pre-read this smattering of comments grumpy you the unpaid intern me who's who would do that grumpy i could do it if something strikes my fancy i can do it i'm just going to say right off the top merry christmas to everyone i hope all your christmases were great hello to everyone so i'm not touching any of those comments okay that's what i'm saying merry christmas everybody yes we're not gonna Happy, happy holidays for everybody who celebrated anything around this time period. Happy holidays, I, absolutely. I, I do want to give a shout out to our fantastic friends at Isles Misery Rated R. I do want to give a shout out to them. We're not going to have any fire TJ comments today. We're not going to have any baldy jerk TJ comments. Those we're going to just skip over. None of those today. So it's just going to be uh, ones that I'll, I will be the one to scroll through the comments. Good. Glad that you'll be the one to scroll through, Grumpy. It's almost like we wish you would have the ability to pop them up on screen, but you don't. So glad, Grumpy. If there's any way, do we want to switch really quickly locations? You can come to the living room and I'll go downstairs on the magic couch. Is that what no. you want? No. <laughs> Let me do this. Let me go ahead and get to the co- let me go ahead and get to the ad read and we'll jump back here with you guys. Today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just five dollars pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game. They get $150 in free bets if they do. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you could turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN and bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility tricks apply. See the show notes in the description for additional details. Great job, TJ. Fantastic, Edward. Once again, I want to apologize to everyone who sent in a comment. We're not going to get to every comment today. I hope you all understand. Um, we're still kind of celebrating the holidays here, but, but we want to come out and do something. Sun X will be coming over soon with Dog Z. Uh, so he's, we bringing spend, that, he's bringing that mutt over here again. So we want to spend some time with him. Uh, so I just hope everyone understands. Not that we don't love you. We love everyone who listens. We do. And, we uh, we wanted to make sure we could get out there to provide. We were contemplating today, like, do we even go on? But I'm like, we got we got to get out. We beat the living shit out of the Pittsburgh. We beat the Pittsburgh Penguins five to one. We beat the Florida Panthers five to one. My God, we cleaned up against two. What we would say at the beginning of the year were two really tough opponents. The Florida Panthers, I think they're headed to the cellar, and then the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, they're they're a tough opponent. Best game I think we played all season long. I, I like agree. certain things about what we've done. I like like the effort level. You're right. A plucky team, Grumpy. I, I like that. The Islanders yeah. are a plucky team. Gutty, plucky, 
one guy who's a star in the forward group, one guy who's a star in defense, and one guy who's a superstar in net. We got some good. We have some good young players coming up. I like the future. I like the future. Get rid of the flotsam. Get rid of the old guys. Play the young guys. Okay. Frank says best game of the year last night. Hundred percent agree. Frank says it's going to suck when these kids go back down because they've lit a spark for the team. They look quick last night. Absolutely. That's my point. We looked. We looked like we had more pace. Younger legs, right? Um, okay. Now here's one. Uh, we're this just, is the only one we're going to be mentioning. The this. only one we're going to be mentioning. We were supposed to come on around seven o'clock or ten after seven. It was ten minutes to eight because it's not TJ. It's just TJ. Just is what it is. I had to call him upstairs. I'm like, hey, are we going to get this thing going or what? Okay, here's the thing, Grumpy. All right, when that's enough. Gra- well, stop, stop, stop. On. Uh, hold on, stop. When you've got the grand piano in the background, like me, Grumpy, sometimes I get on there and I got to play a tune or so. Okay, so we have yeah. we have to put a rope up so we don't let TJ go back there because he just break it. Oh, oh, I tell you, I tell you, I know we were early. We were early. I was happy about it. Um, yes, obviously a, um, a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays and a new year, because uh, what, what, I assume the next time we're going to go live is actually on New Year's Day, on New Year's Day, bring in the new year with an Islander podcast. Uh, we'll talk about it either Saturday or Sunday. That's we'll a talk Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. That's Grump. A Sunday. Uh, Crump, I, you know, this is my vacation. I'm not trying to be on a show, you know, four nights a week on vacation. What can I say? This is the first night you've been on. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I'm fully aware. Andrew L. said, when this lineup becomes fully healthy, Paul Mary should sit. Ratu looks like he's good enough to take a spot. Fashing has been a dog. And Weatherspoon has been very solid. So Aho out when Pelic is in. I just, I'm not ready to jump yet to Witherspoon being there yet. I think Fashing has earned a spot in the lineup. When Cal Clutterbuck comes back healthy, Cal Clutterbuck should be, yeah, buddy, you're on the bench now until something catastrophic happens. I like what I've seen out of Hunter Fashing. He's looked great. And Ratu, not there yet, but I think he's he's showing all the signs where he's going to be a successful NHLer. I'm all there. I'm all in on Ratu, all in on Fashing. Palmieri sits. Casper sits, Bailey sits, Palmieri sits, whatever. And here's the thing. If you have to play Casey on a wing, do it. Do it. That's a that's a line that you could put out against anybody. Casey, Parise, and Pajot, they can take they can tackle the other team's best line. I like that line. If Casey does means Casey doesn't play center, I don't give a shit. Ratu could play center. I, I, and here's the thing too. Rontu wasn't like he was defensively irresponsible out there on the ice. No, I like what I saw from him. And and we didn't even talk about it. Yeah, Simon Holmstrom had that big collision. He he was added to the injury list. Let's talk really quickly as we're going through comments too. People are trying to say Oliver Wallstrom, kick him into the curb, bump him down a lineup. He's not quick enough to keep up with Matt Barzell. That's why they're not able to mesh. People are, I think, I think Walsh has been dealing with a nagging injury for weeks now. And, you know, he's out of the lineup. He was, he started, played a few shifts and he was gone there again. Uh, what do you think about Oliver Wallstrom's struggles? I'll say. Um, I don't have a problem with him in the lineup. I don't care what anybody else says. He's hurt right now. They're not putting him in the uh, best spot to succeed. And what I mean by that is first power play time. That's where he should be. 
He should be in the trigger spot. Um, they had put Barzal over there. I just, I don't believe it. Now, Matt Barzal has been great. And man, what a beautiful goal. Just snipe in top corner yesterday. I just wish he'd shoot the puck more. Now, he has been this year. He's been a little bit snake bit. Um, but I I like Wallstrom with uh, a Barzal. I think the problem is the left wing spot. You can have one guy who's a sniper, which is Wallstrom on one side, but you have to have somebody else on the other side. Hmm. And right now we uh, don't have that left wing. Tommy did. Tommy B did mention Sunday is New Year's Day, big football day. That's right. Okay, so maybe we will do Saturday then. Um, Alexander says we absolutely dominate Pittsburgh and the Panthers. You're right. Paul Maurice is terrible. We got a few of those. Paul Maurice is done. Yeah, I'll tell you. Go ahead, Grump. Oh, never mind. Um, I don't care about Paul Maurice. Okay. Am I just doing the comments or you want to, cause I can blow through these and no problem. I assume I'm going to have to put them up on the screen for you. Right. Grumpy. You can't just go ahead and you're not sitting here. Am I, you just want me to, you want me to switch laptops with you or something? What's going on? Come on. D cut says Tua guest on Saturday night show. I don't know. He's not going to be playing. That's for certain. Uh, supposedly he's going to be out. I don't know if that's good news or bad news for Miami, uh, but he was absolutely abysmal on Christmas Day. Thank you, Tua. Think about it. Miami's lost four in a row. They were eight and three, lost four in a row. Rich, you realize that New England Patriots, if they win next week, if they win this week and they win, let's say Buffalo has locked up home field advantage, and they sit Josh Allen. They would have only beaten one starting quarterback all year. Would have been Jared Goff. Mm. Okay. Sometimes you get lucky. Rich R said, New Year's resolution. No more. We suck. Except for my Oliver Wallstrom rant. So, no more we suck, Scrumpy. Uh, that's going to be tough for you. Maybe maybe your New Year's resolution should be to talk to speak positively. Josh Bailey had a few big, a few big points yesterday and a few big points as of recent. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I think Bailey is. <laughs> First of all, this is Rich's uh, New Year's resolution, not ours. He said your New Year's Grumpy's New Year's resolution. So no New more Year's resolution, no more we suck. That's his, not me, not mine. I make my resolutions. Everyone else's makes their own. So there you go. Freedom Fund Adventure says, I appreciate Adam Pellick, and he's been a good Islander. Please discuss if he returns um, or um, discuss if when he returns, the Islanders should look to move him. That was a bad concussion. I don't even think he's skating still. They should not look to move him. Uh, What I'm saying is that if you had to move him, you could without a doubt. He's they're not going to do that. He's not getting moved. He's on a very manageable deal. It's a lot of years, but you could move him a few years down the line. I'm not saying you move him. Not at this time. Uh, other thing I think it's worth mentioning, Arlmoff, still not skating. I don't care. Who cares? He's oh. a freaking backup. He's a backup. He's a backup. It doesn't matter. He's a freaking okay. backup. It doesn't I guess, matter. I guess, I guess we're fine just running our freaking start goal into the ground. Backup. Backup. Doesn't matter if the backup is hurt. Does not matter. Backup oh, is what he Barlamoff is. Backup. What's Arlmoff? Backup. He should be trade fodder is what he should be. Matthew S. puts up a cute little comment that says, Tua, turn the ball over. I absolutely love it. Nick Seagrump. Is it just me or do you guys feel uh, good about the forwards we've brought up? Fashing has been a horse. 
Ratu has been really good too. And even Walsh, Weatherspoon on D has really stepped up. We've, yep, we've already talked about that, Nick. Um, I just think Weatherspoon is serviceable. I don't think he's great. Tony Chi says, hey, early for us, but late because I bet he's in a different time zone. That's exactly true. He is in a different time zone. Okay, Michael O. Michael O'Donnell will be. It's so disturbing to think that Fashing and Ratu will be sent down to Bridgeport as soon as the vets become healthy. Leave Fashing and Ratu in the lineup. Leave Casey on the right wing with Parise and Pajot. It looks like a great line. Let Bailey, Clutterbeck, and Palmieri fight it out for the open spots in the lineup. Wake up, Lou. Absolutely. If you find something that works, you do not change it up. Will that be the case? Doubtful. That's what they should do. I don't understand. I don't understand how everyone just assuming that Holmstrom is like a cemented member of this freaking lineup when he's healthy. He's not been as good as the other. Is certainly not as good as Ratu in his couple of games up or Fashing. Just hasn't been. Sorry, Casper. Maybe he has a knee injury that'll keep him out a year or so. Oh, stop, Grumpy. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't think it was too, too severe. Hopefully not too, too severe. Uh, Tiny B says, luckily Columbus comes in, hit with COVID tomorrow. Okay, so they must have a lot of players out with COVID. I, I could care less. I don't care. Uh, hey, here's the thing, Grump. Here's the thing. I'm going to pop up on the screen when I want to pop up. If you want to roll with it, great. Then if you don't want to read comments, then great, too. I, I don't – here's the thing. It's not that okay. they have COVID. Talk, they talking, have, there was talking, about, talking, about, talking about Columbus, who is our opponent tomorrow, being hit with COVID. And no, being if they were in Buffalo. In Buffalo, they were snowed out wait, in Buffalo. Wait, wait, it wasn't wait, COVID. Wait. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't COVID. They were snowed out in Buffalo. That was the issue. So they don't have COVID cases right now. Is that what you're saying? Not that I heard. I haven't seen anything. Okay, I'll pull it up for you. Okay. How about that? Alrighty, they got players out. That's important. We want to get through these today. I want to get through these fast today. Why don't you just let me blast through? Oh, yeah. Just go ahead and read what you want so nobody can see what you're putting up there on screen. You see how dumb that sounds, Grumpy? You see how stupid that sounds? I don't get it. D-Cut says, fashing is less than Wallstrom. Not right now. No, fashing is more than Wallstrom. That's why we pop it up on screen, so you can actually read what it says. Well, no, earlier, earlier. Earlier, he had fashion was less than Wallstrom. That's what he said. Earlier comment. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to go back to doing it. You just stay along for the ride, Grumpy. My gosh, please stop. We're moving through. We're moving through at a fine pace. What can I say, Grumpy? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, CJ Grumpy has a comment for you. Wouldn't be a show without CJ. Red Lupin Ranger. Red Lupin Power Ranger. Imagine Timo Meyer and Bo Harvat. Mixed with all the possible players on the ice. Five on five, four on five power play. Barzal, Nelson, Ratu, Pajot, Lee, Martin, Fashing, Casey. Who the hell's number three? Who's number three? Isn't that uh, that's Pelic, right? Yes, Pelic. Pulak, Dobson, and 24. Who's 24? Mayfield. Mayfield, that's right. That's right. Well, uh, is, yeah, your brain gone, is your brain gone to I already, I have already have Mayfield moved off the roster. Oh, my God. Okay. John Smith saying, I think that Parise, Pajot, and Sezikis could stick together and allow Ratu to stay on the fourth line. Absolutely. Yep. I think he brings he brings some – he brings a little bit there to – It's a matchup situation, right? Just because you're on the full – it's a matchup. Ratu is not afraid to go into open spots and open pockets of ice, and he's not afraid to shoot the puck. And when he shoots the puck, he's got a good shot, or at least a decent enough shot – to put it in the right area to score. I mean, like, you know, the goal he scored was a good one there. He's shown that he, again, I feel very bullish and very, very high on 
on Auto Director. What are you looking at the time for, Ralph? What do you keep glancing over there? I'm looking at the time. That's exactly yeah. what I'm doing. I'm looking at the time. We've got time, Grumpy. Don't you don't you worry a pretty Freedom Fun Adventure head. says Grumpy, Walsh don't you worry a pretty little head, Grumples. Wall Street Eagles awesome. Fickle fans are fools. Consider drug testing your guests. Post reports, Penn's player drove Wally's head against the board after a huge hit. No suspension there or Bennett. Mm. That it all depends, right? Yeah. All depends on who you are. Absolutely. Pony Boy Curtis says, still in that program. Got to watch last night's game, though. Great game last night. He said, God's in my life. Getting better. Great to hear, Pony Boy Hope Curtis. you're doing better. Hope you're doing better, Pony Boy. We're I rooting for we'll you. Be. We're rooting for yeah, you. Absolutely. And the entire community and the listenership and the viewership of the channel is absolutely. The lady, Rosencrantz Grump. Went to the Islanders Rangers game in the Islanders Panthers. Ranger fans surprisingly weren't as crazy as I expected. But it was awesome to be at Ratu's first game at UBS. It was so loud when he scored that goal. Here's the thing, Delaney. They're not going to pick on you. You're too cute to pick on. I'm going to tell you right now. There it is. Very You're gonna, you will You will get a free pass. Tony G says, TJ, can you play some chopsticks for us on that beautiful grand piano? No, he cannot. <laughs> um, and uh, John Smith saying, the power play is god-awful. Worth us talking sure. about you. Power play would be 0 for 22 on the power play right now. I don't know what it is, but we're really struggling. What was, what was last night? I can't remember what it was before last night. I think it was 0 for 22. I'll get it pulled up here. Let's just say the power play has been less than inspiring in recent weeks. Would that cover it pretty much? Uh, Grump, I, I think it's worth saying that it's been bad all season. Mm, we were pretty good early for a stretch. Uh, how much of a stretch are we talking about here? A little stretch, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Couple weeks, bit. two three weeks. We're pretty good for two three weeks. Earlier in the season, I thought we were, but we're struggling, pretty good, pretty mightily right now, honestly. Yeah, I tell you, I'm trying to get the damn head to head. Fuck, I'm telling you, I'm having a difficult time getting head to head pulled up here. Um, but yeah, you know, we were over twenty two. I can't. I'm having a difficult time on right now getting pulled up. What we are, what we were last night, grumpy. Maybe you could do that. Maybe you could pull that up for us. Um, David D. Grumpy says, no excuses, Sleepy Lou. We are in seventh to eighth or ninth. We're in ninth right now with only four points out um, by mid-January. February, you go after Timo Meyer or Vladimir Tarasenko. Forget Patrick Kane. Um, he does get traded. He wants to go to the Rangers, Capitals, or the Penguins. Not us. I'm not for trading any younger assets or futures for anyone. Not for anyone. Not even Bo Horvat. Oh, so now you're changing on that. Yep. What is up with the flippy floppy nature? Of I that? thought we could trade a second round pick. I told you it was going to be more than a second round pick. Yeah, I said, what are I you know. smoking? I'm not trading. No first round picks are being traded. I want to load up on first round picks. <laughs> I heard that most teams don't give those away like the Islanders do. Well, there you go. We'll see. Oof. I tell you. So we want up going. So right now we're 0 for 25 on a power play. That's pretty uninspiring, I think, right? Is that pretty safe, safe to assume? I, uninspiring? It's worse than uninspiring. Are we, the, are we even the worst team in the league on the power play? I don't even think we are. It's got to be somebody worse. How about the Erie Otters? What are they on the power play? Oh, 
Well, they're not even on the power play, Grump. They're a different team. They're differently grumpy. Um, so we're looking at power play percentage. Uh, Islanders are down there. Not good. The only teams worse than us power play right now. We're scoring 18.35% of power play opportunities. Only teams worse than us are the Montreal Canadiens, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Columbus Blue Jackets, Nashville Predators, Anaheim Ducks, and surprisingly, the Carolina Hurricanes. Three teams in our division, no less. So there you go. That's good news for us. If they can't score on the power play, hey. Okay, okay. we've got to preface that. When you say three teams in our division, two of those are some of the worst teams in the NHL that, that have no chance of making the postseason. The only team... That's down really low on this list with us in our division that has a chance to make the postseason is your Carolina Hurricanes. And they're guaranteed locked to probably win the division, if not make the postseason. They're really good at five on five. Really good. Yeah. Fantastic. A team that, as they get healthier, will perform better and better. Absolutely grumpy. Um, I think their power play will improve once Max Pacioretty gets there in January. Got a comment here from CJ Grump. I think we can afford to give draft picks. No, any prospect not named Ratu, maybe DeFora. Plus, we could possibly move Wallstrom, Salo, Bavillier, and a few others. Why on God's green earth do you want to move players who could be part of the solution going forward? No, 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 CJ. No more Red Lupin. You're just back to Power Ranger status. No, 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 no. We are not moving young players. No draft picks, no futures. No. I'm just shocked you flip-flopped on Bo Horvat. I'm still so shocked about that. You doubled down on it just about two Not weeks Not first-round pick. I never said first-round pick. And I said I didn't want to give up uh, Ratu either. Okay. I said Bavillier, yes. Second-round pick, okay. Another comment there for you, Grump. Nick Canetta says, if we play structured in front of Sorokin like we did the last two games, I feel like we can really go on a point streak. I don't even think – well, actually, yesterday I thought we were really good. Um, not against – no, it wasn't necessarily the case against Florida. Um, they were just really overmatched talent-wise, I thought. But we did a great job against Pittsburgh. Can we do that long-term? Wait, wait. I don't know. I want to get your thoughts on this by Mark A. He says, I think the Islanders are better than Washington, the Rangers, the Devils, and Pittsburgh. Ooh, um, I think so I many of those teams are close. I mean, like, you know, where do you think, right, where do you think the Islanders lay? I know this is about, you know, we're almost at the halfway point of the season. Where do you think things, you know, where do you think things transpire later on in the season? I think it's us and the Devils for the final playoff spot. That's what I think comes down to. Do you think other teams are close to us is more my question. Because right now the Penguins are beating the Red Wings for nothing. So making yeah, up the embarrassing up. loss they had to us yesterday. Yeah, they played shitty last night. And you know that wasn't going to be the case today. Yeah. And they came uh, out and proved it. So Bruins and Devils tied 0-0 also to give you an update. Um can the Devils find the formula? If the Devils find the formula that they did earlier in the season, um, it could be a struggle for us. I think Washington is really, really hot. They're on a roll and they're getting they're going to be getting guys back healthy, big members of the team. The Rangers have turned it around. Pittsburgh has turned it around. Carolina has. That's just can the Devils. If the Devils can't, we can pass them. Hmm. Um, I don't think the Devils are going to fall as much as we're making it out to be. Could I see them being a team maybe we're, we're competing with? or maybe I think they're going to fall a bit. How much more do they fall? 
I don't think it's it's tough to say. They're ne- you're never as good as you think. You're never as bad as you think. The same exact thing I've been singing for the last two months on this show. Islanders were never as good as you thought they were when things were going so great. Never as bad as when things are going bad. Same thing with the Devils. It's that simple. Um, Shay Grumpy has a comment for you. Do you think that the young players getting called up and playing well gives the veterans an extra boost to play well so they don't get scratched when guys are healthy? It should. Under Barry Trotz, it would not because they knew that once they were healthy, they were going back in the lineup. This is a big test for Lane Lambert, in my opinion, because if he comes and says, you know what? Yeah, I know you're healthy, uh, Kyle Palmieri, but you know what? This fashion kid, this Ratu kid, they're lighting it up. Right now, I'm riding the hot hand. If I was a coach, that's what I would do. Hmm. If they cool off, okay, you insert Palmieri back in. It's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have when there's competition for spots. It really is. I agree with that. Trust me, I do. Um, and CJ also said, I don't care about draft picks. Trade them if we can get Timo Meyer and Bo Horvat. Oh. So that's where that's where, that's where CJ lies. Um, anyway, no. Brett W no. saying, hey, it's my birthday. There's Happy birthday, Brett. Birthday. Happy birthday, Brett. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it's got to be season. sucky having a birthday this time of year because you're getting screwed out of birthday presents. I don't care what people say. You got you a are. Christmas present. And okay, yeah, we just had Christmas here. I'll give you a pack of bubble gum for your birthday. That's just the way I worked out as a kid, right? Um, Nick C saying here, I really like Brock Besser. I'd be giving so now this grumpy Bo Horvat was always they were asking for quite a bit. Now, Brock Besser was apparently the one that's rumored to be for a second or a third round selection. People say, Hey, Brock Besser, some people like him, but Nick C says, I really like Brock Besser. Um, I'd be okay giving up, giving a third round and Simon Holmstrom or defenseman like Aho or Sallow because you know they're very similar players for a guy like Brock Besser. What do you think of that, Grump? Okay, I like Brock Besser. He needs a change of scenery. Um, I, I, again, why do I want to give up young players? Is there a reason why I want to give up young players? Hmm. For me, it's not. I'd rather get rid of old players. Sell the veterans. If you want to bring in a Brock Besser, that's fine. Sell a veteran somewhere else to a team that's in a playoff hunt to kind of offset that. That's what I would do. I don't want to get rid of young players. Dan brings up a good point here. Dan L. With the baby. He's got his boom, little face palm with the baby grumpy. He says, I think we have. Love that baby. I think we all have to be pleased with Hudson fashion. Absolutely. What drives me insane is saying is that we could have traded away Cal Clarbuck last year for a third and a fourth round pick and plugged them in at right wing fashion and then not sign Cal Clarbuck and save the 1.75 million in cap space. We've been saying this for years on this show for years. Same thing you could say, Go like, ahead. hey, Zach Parise struggled. You could say the same exact thing about any of these fourth line guys that we feel like we couldn't afford to trade them last year when our team had zero chance to make the postseason. We can't afford to lose bottom six winger Cal Clutterbuck. Our team would implode. It's Lamarillo's biggest failure as a general manager with the Islanders. Because that's all that I, uh, that's I, all think I, big, I think the Devontae's is pretty damn big. It's one of the biggest failures. Well, I think overall, because he still makes that same mistake over and over and over again, his over, he just falls in love with these veterans. I'm sorry. Move away from the old guys. Let the young guys play. Stop trading away draft picks. This team could already be on the way back up as opposed to on the way down. If he had heeded my advice 
and started the transition earlier. Does anyone does anyone think really care that we made it to two Eastern Conference Finals? Five years from now, is anyone even going to remember that? No, they're not. All they're going to think about, they're not going to think about the glory days of us getting beat by Tampa Bay. That's not that's not what people are going to think. Start the transition. Just do it. I mean, like I said, we saw that little uh, that interview that Lamarill did. Man, he looks bad. He looks bad and old. It's time to move on from him. Get rid of Fredo. Throw Fredo out with the bathwater. Get him out. I don't want any more Lamarillos in charge of this team. CJ says, with all due respect, Kyle Clarebuck also needs to retire. He just keeps getting injured. He needs to take care of his health. The next injury could be bad. He should retire and be a trainer um, for our team. Well, hey, put him on a long-term injury if they could. That's why I brought it up. David D., I like this comment. He said, Hudson is fascinating. Hudson fashing is fascinating. I liked it. John Falcone says here, they rushed Bailey early on, and look what happened to him. I think comparing and talking about Aturatu Grumpy. Aturatu is as infinitely more talent than Josh Bailey ever had, period. Um, Jeremy Ford obviously said, Merry Christmas and uh, Happy Wednesday. He said, what is exciting you most about the team right now? For me, it's the idea that we're playing younger guys and not bringing up Andy Anderoff and company. Yes, I love playing the younger guys. My concern is when the older guys get healthy, do the younger guys get sent back out? And do the right younger guys get sent back out? Fashing should not be coming out of the lineup at all. Neither should Ratu. Simon Holmstrom, if you want to send a young guy down, send him down. He's been the worst of the three. Um, got another comment here from um, But, yes, JG. it's been exciting. Yes. JG saying, hopefully you're enjoying the new couch, Grump. Yes, I am. I want to answer the question because you went on for a bit. The reason and what I'm most excited about, I like the young players up there too. This entire year I've been, I've been very excited with what I've seen from Matt Barzal. I think he's taken a step forward maturity-wise. I think he's taken a step forward in his game, his effort level. I think his leadership on and off the ice. And for a guy that you just tied a huge contract to, that makes me excited. That's the right type of guy to give a big contract to. And you notice how his goal scoring is picked up when they put a, a guy who's got who can skate on his wing. It's not a mistake, boys and girls. That's why I wanted Gaudreau so badly. Tell me those guys wouldn't have been like like uh, bread and butter, like peanut butter and jelly. Brock's not replaceable. Best forward on a team. Trade the ballerina, says D-Cut. Um, okay. Shea says, Caledelius has looked really solid in juniors, and he's been, you know, he's only been two games, but he looks good. We'll take your word on that, Shea. Um, okay, gotcha. Um, let's see here. Um, how about this there, Grumpy, from David? Grumpy old man, do not worry. Lou says you have time. You use it. It's like counting down from 10 to 1 when the ball drops. Happy New Year. And it's over too late. LOL. Here's the problem, though, right? What happens, like in free agency, when you want to sit on your hands until it's over? You can't wait. You have to be proactive. I'm a big believer in being proactive. I I want to make sure I'm not the last guy with a ticket at the end of the night. I want to move my guys as early as possible, get the most I can. Matthew S. says, Palmieri frustrates me. Either he can't stay healthy or he's inconsistent. 
He sucks. He's he's an F minus. There you go. Freedom Fund Adventure, Grumpy. TJ has been gaslighting the listeners on this show on the Rome on Romanoff, not being able to contribute offensively, all in an attempt to cover for his draft night breakdown. Romanov 11 assists, Dobson 14. He's found me out, Grumpy, this freedom fun and adventure guy. No, he doesn't have any offensive talent. But as you put up like four of his 12 points, he's got 12 points on the season through 36 games. Um, so at best, he's maybe putting up 30 points in a year. Four of those have come in the last two games or the last three games. I don't know. Our team, yeah, no. Romanov has zero offensive upside, and I mean zero. Uh, Jeremy wow. Ford says zero. He says Boston, Toronto, Tampa, and Carolina make the playoffs. Out of the next four, you know who, who out of the next four do? Jersey, Pittsburgh, Rangers, Washington, Islanders, Florida, Detroit, Buffalo. So you don't? Do you think any Atlantic team has the ability? The reason I brought this up: any Atlantic team have the ability to make the postseason this year outside the top three of Toronto, Boston, and Tampa? I think one could. I don't think they will. I okay. think it's going to be Pittsburgh. Rangers, Washington, guaranteed, and then it's going to be us and the Devils for the last spot for the right to get eliminated by Boston. John Smith says, Holmstrom had like eight shots in 14 games. Need more from him. Looking like a Josh Bailey 2.0. I don't make that shit up. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you. Um, and uh, Nick C. Grumpy. Ishnikov. Ishikov, sorry. Uh, DeFore, Bolduke have been doing pretty well in the A, definitely. Something to be excited about. Those three, including Ratu, should be untouchable right now. I'm not saying they're untouchable, but I want to see if they can be part of the solution. Last year was just a lost year. I mean, talent-wise, they just rode the old guys when it was so obvious we weren't making the playoffs. We should have found out if these young guys could play. DeFore, no, he was still in juniors. Um, Ishikov could have been somebody we could have uh, put out there, right? And Bull Duke, but he was hurt most of the year. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Um, there weren't options, but certainly Kiefer Bellows and, uh, you know, Simon Holmstrom, certainly just a lot of the young guys we could have played on. Yeah, those guys not available last year, neither of those players, but that's fine. Freedom Front Adventure says, uh, if you don't believe me, poke the Islanders' stats by total points. It's an eye opener. The Islanders can't claim to be serious about winning. With Josh Bailey on the first line, power play and roster. Fashing is a placeholder. I don't disagree, but he might be a placeholder, but he's doing the job right now. So you ride him till he till that till, till the wheels fall off. Till his hoofs fall off. JG Grumpy. TJ, I think you need to calm down. Why don't you go tickle the ivories on that piano sitting behind you? <laughs> um uh, how are you out, says Raymond O'Sullivan. Varlamov was great in the playoffs. Talking about Varlamov, I guess, not playing. I, Varlamov's not going to be the guy come postseason. It's Sorokin. Nope. Sorokin's the best goalie on this team. Sorokin's going to be a Vesna finalist. You know, I, I was saying, singing from the top of the rooftop, hey, guy's going to probably win the Vesna. I think he's going to be top three. I think he's going to be a finalist. So I could say that with confidence. Um, BK, Italian kid. Um, saying here, good evening, guys. I listen to you guys during my day of work on Thursdays. Question, what what did you guys think of Barzal's comment about Bailey last night? Bales is a beast. He's a leader, that Barzal. He should be the captain. What, what do you think about that comment? Let me ask you. Oh, Bailey's, Bailey has historically played well against Pittsburgh. 
That's that's. I mean, he even has, Butch last, played well. Even Butch last night said, "Yeah, this is Bailey's best game in a long time," because Bailey's been a piece of shit all year. For Butch to say that, think about how bad he's been. He's freaking invisible. He's invisible, and he's got a new protege in Simon Holmstrom. Why the hell did they give that kid a ten? They should any, give him a number like I don't know, fifty nine or sixty three. Anytime they ask about a fellow players, you know, what do you think about this player? They're always going to say, oh, he's great. I love working with him. He's the best player I've ever played with. Because anything else is looked at as like, oof, maybe they don't have a good relationship. CJ says our main focus should be to trade for Meyer and Bo Horvat. I believe getting them can make us a top Stanley Cup contenders for at least 10 to 15 years. With Horvat and Meyer, could we be a top contender for 10 to 15 years ago? Could we be a contender? Let me ask you this. If we brought in, let's say, hypothetically, Bo, Bo Horvat and and and, um, and uh, Timo Meyer, and don't get carried away with the details. It's completely detail-free. Could we no. be a contender then? Okay, that's for all I need. 10 to 15 years now. Um, we will be retired long before that. We're having a quick podcast. We are. Ju- I'm just on the road. That's why we're having a podcast. Um, and uh, let's see here. Um, uh, because Italian has said, the game went Friday, the game Friday. Panthers, and they look phenomenal. I don't know if it was because of how miserable Florida's been playing. Yes, it was. But the Islanders really dominated the second and third periods. And that's what you've seen the last two games, honestly. It's like mm-hmm. they're treading water, uh, figuring it out in the first period. And they would have been great the second and third periods against Florida and Pittsburgh. JG echoes the same thing. He says, I think the last two games have been a testament of what it looks like when you inject a, uh, inject a couple of young players into the lineup. And it might not be sustainable, but you ride that horse. You absolutely ride that horse. Um, and BK Italian got in the comment there for you, Grumpy. Also, when Ratu scored, the entire arena was chanting Ratu, Ratu after the goal. See, that's a good Ratu, Ratu. That's that's something you can really get into. Very special moment. My second first goal seen in person. First was Tavares against Pittsburgh. Mm. Sounds like you're a good luck charm. That's exactly what it is. Um, <clears throat> Um, and that was a nice goal he scored too. It wasn't like a Anders Lee special or one that you know he shoots it and the goalie flubs. That was a nice shot. Um, Pat McCurdy says Butch calls Watherspoon Witherspoon all the time. <laughs> what that does that surprise anyone? Were you hold on? Were you calling him Hunter Fashing? Was I calling him Hunter Fashing? If I did, I meant to say Hudson. I don't know. Were you calling him Hunter Fashing? I just I, I don't know what I've called him. Um, yeah, Hudson Fashing. Um, oh, we not call him Triple H. There you go, Grumpy. Hunter Fashing is what the Bruins did with A.J. Greer. They just inserted him on the fourth line when Boston's bottom six got old. That's what you do. Bottom lines, bottom six guys, they're just they, – they just you don't sign guys like that long term. You just don't do it. You save your money for the big guns on the first two lines. That's what smart teams do. Yeah, in, in Hudson fashion, but I think we're just playing it right now. Uh, Andriel said, I was at a game last night. Sezekius was surprisingly fast, like a damn motor engine that doesn't stop. Helping the uh, skating just up and down a wing will also help in that regard. Putting Curtis means a good point. Let you read this, Crump. Both our assistant captains, Bailey and Clutter, suck ass. Rip the captain's C off of Anders and give him the A. Give it to Barzell and give Pellick and Nelson the A's. Uh, Barzell should absolutely already have the C. Um, I think once you strip a guy of the captainship, you don't give him an assistant. No, you don't. Lee, if he was any type of uh, class act, would already know that he should be given that captain spot up. 
Drew L. Grumpy. By the way, I just want to say this from Drew L. By the way, I just want to say congratulations to Michael Nicoli for winning the fantasy championship. I got second, guys, but I'll be crafting a video for Michael for his victory. Okay. Oh, good grace. Who came in third and who came in fourth? Oh, oh, not TJ. Um, let's see here. Yeah, funny. Um, uh, Helen Yeller, Grumpy. Helen Yeller says, I haven't missed an episode for almost two years now. Love the podcast. Grumpy always makes me laugh. Reminds me of my dad yelling about the Islanders. LOL. Thank you, Helen. Uh, absolutely. Thank you. Um, and we, appreciate, we appreciate you listening. We do. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Salva Giga Chad Portelli says, yeah, hey, the Giga Chad, Grumpy, the Giga Chad, Sal Portelli. You had a great holiday. In the Jack I shirt. really like what I've seen from the call-ups. You can get all this at the cool. You can get all this cool merchandise at the store. The Islanders never say die merchandise store, Grumpy. Yeah, Sal Portelli, the Giga Chad, Grump. But we've seen this from this squad. Grumpy, Giga Chad, forever. Two huge wins versus good teams, and now it wouldn't shock me if we struggle versus Columbus and Seattle. They need to start smoking the weaker teams. I cannot imagine us losing to Columbus. I just can't. And Seattle, Seattle can score. I don't think they're great defensively. Uh, that's it's the road trip, right? It's that uh, Western Canada swing. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Mm. I would expect us to win three of those four games, though. No, TJ. I'm pulling up the schedule. I mean, I got to look at that again here. We're playing – I'm sorry. We're playing Columbus. That should be an automatic win. The Kraken's a tough team. And uh, the Canucks. They suck. Then we have Edmonton and Calgary, right? So you're talking about five games? So you yeah. said three to four. Well, the West, the West Coast swing. Oh, okay. Columbus um, is a home game for us. Then we go on the road. Usually we tend to struggle a little bit. Those West Coast games. I, I'd say we got to win three of the four of that. I think we go two and two on the West Coast. Okay. Here, actually, let me do this. I just don't think we're going to afford to break play even all the time. I just don't one, two, and one. One, two, and one on the West Coast. Here's the thing. Yep. Yep. I think we beat Calgary earlier on this year when Calgary was struggling. I, you know, I, we, we, yeah. I think Seattle's played extremely well. I think that's maybe – I could see us maybe dropping it to the, the Canucks. No. The Canucks have – what, Grum? We're not going to lose to the Canucks. They suck. They're a team that just – no. They know that – they're talking about trading everybody. They're 7-3 and three over the last 10 games. I could see us losing to the Canucks. You asked me? I could see us losing the Canucks. Simples. I could see us losing the Canucks. Uh, you know, you look at the Oilers, you know uh, – the Oilers, you know, that the same problem that always plagues them. No defense, <laughs> all offense. But um, and uh let's see here. Um okay. And uh I'm trying to see here. I'm sorry, we're missing a lot of comments. Oh, look at this. D cut upset. D cut, we're getting everybody. It's not the algorithm. Balance anyway. up the comments, TJ. Stop favoring YouTube over Facebook. You don't even know what an algorithm is. Now, see, I told you we weren't gonna do those comments today, and you put one of them. <laughs> I just figured it's funny. Oh, okay. um, all right. Ariel C says Simon Holmstrom is not a bad player at all. The thing is, he's not a good player either. He's just a bottom. I don't like. I, I like to the fan base to the to the fan base of the Islanders. A serious question: Should we get incited? Uh oh, no. Siri's trying to get up. No, 
Um, but should we get excited about a first round draft pick panning out to be a bottom six forward? Nope. Maybe here's the thing. If it was a guy like Hudson Fashing, I'd be in a different boat. I'd be excited. Like, oh, great. Fashing out of nowhere is coming here and showing that he could be a bottom six guy. The way I compare it is this. You could find a guy off the street like Hudson Fashing to do the same exact job that you used a first-round pick on Simon Holmes for the big. Sorry. You're gonna, you know, he's a bottom six guy that came with an expensive price tag. That's always how I'm going to view him. That's how everybody should view him. Um, I just – my my question: Does Simon Holmstrom? He's not a bad player. Okay. Does he blow your skirt up? He doesn't for me. Sorry. Okay. Um, David E says here. Grumpy man, give me a reason why Bailey seems to always end up on the top line. He must have something on Captain Lou. It was the same thing under Weight. The same thing under Capuano. He just I don't understand. I think it's because you have to spread the suck around. So they're like, all right, put him up there. He's playing with Tavares. He's playing with Barzal. It just it makes no sense. There's no sense to it because he doesn't earn the spot. It's almost like, well, we've tried everything else. Throw Bailey up there. And it's every single year when things, oh, just throw Bailey up there. They've already done it with Holmstrom. They've already given him a spot occasionally on the first line, if you can figure that out. It took Walston, what, three years to get a shot at the first line? Simon Holstrom, first game he's playing on the first line. What has he done? Eight shots in 14 games. That's not first line material. No. Sorry. CJ says, Sorokin, 1A, Varlamov, 1B, our goalies. It'd be stupid to move Varlamov. We had the best goalie tandem. If we move Varlamov and Sorokin and Sorokin went down, it'd be terrifying. Varlamov's a great 1B goaltender for us. I, I agree with CJ. If we're – it to win, we're not trading away Varlamov. Simple. If we're in it to truly win, they're not going to do that. Okay. I don't think we should be in it to win because I don't think we can compete with the top tier teams. Is Varlamov, if, if Zorokin's at the top of his game, is Varlamov going to even play in the playoffs? If, if Zorokin's healthy, no. Okay. Th that, that's why you move him. That's the reason why. It's for the playoffs. You don't a backup who makes five million dollars a year who can net you a first round draft pick is a guy who's an expiring contract. It's not like he's here for a couple of years. He's on an expiring deal. Go wherever he wants. That's a guy you move. He's a backup. He's a backup. Back up. It's in the definition of the term. Back up. He doesn't play. He's he's like the understudy. Let's play. say Sorokin comes out and has two or three really bad games in a series. Let's say we win a few, but he's playing like shit. Because goalies go through hot and cold streaks. You say, hey, if you don't have Varlamov, you just got to hope Sorokin does the job. If you've got Varlamov, you can give Varlamov a chance. I think Sorokin's good enough. Or I'm not gonna, if he's a Vezina Trophy candidate, you roll hit with him. What did they do? What did they do when Varlamov sucked in the playoffs a couple of years? They played Sorokin a couple of games. Then Sorokin gave up a couple of goals, or that he lost a game. He lost the game right to the bench. He went and he rode Varlamov the rest of the way. I'm sorry. I'm going with the best player. Best player is Sorokin. Frank Hayes says Islanders started the template on how to beat New Jersey. Bang them around and get them flustered. Yes. He cut saying, Yep, Boston up one nothing right now over the Devils. Frank Hay, who follows the Devils religiously, says Devils are done. I don't know if they're done, but they're on the way to Dunsville. 
We talked Drew about that Matt. two weeks. We talked about that two weeks ago, Frank. We talked about how that may be trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. magic is over. Um, Drew Escrum. So we really be having guys like Witherspoon hanging around the A for eight years. Oh, you be- call him, did you call him Witherspoon too, Butch Goring? Witherspoon, I said Witherspoon. Witherspoon, yeah. Shouldn't they be churning the roster to give the young guys a shot? What is the A for, really? The A is a developmental league, and that's absolutely that's what you should be doing. Instead of now, here's the thing: Parker Witherspoon, last two games notwithstanding, is not a great defenseman. I think he's proven to be serviceable in his first two games in the NHL. He's not the be-all, end-all. He was uninspiring when I saw him in the A in the playoffs last year. That's all I'm going to say. He's not great. Andrew said, I'm pretty sure I heard Butch say Wally Spoon. (laughs) (laughs) That would not shock me. I watched the Pittsburgh broadcast yesterday. I can't watch the Islanders anymore. They're just fair. They're just more fair. I like to hear what other teams actually think of our players because you know who they don't pump up as being great? Simon Holmstrom. I've never heard the name Josh Bailey ever come out of the opposing announcement. Well, no, no, no. They said yesterday that Bailey's a Penguins killer. They did say that yesterday. Okay, yeah. They did. But you know who they talk about? They talk about Barzell, Dobson, Sorokin. Every time. Everybody else a freaking ham and egger. That's it. You never hear him say how great Brock Nelson is. You never hear him say, oh, man, Anders Lee is so fantastic. They say Anders Lee, you know, he does the dirty work in front of the net. That's what you'll hear about him. Everybody else is just, we don't even need to know their names. <laughs> yeah. The guys, that, the guys, seriously, the guys they talk about, Sorokin and net, Dobson on defense, yep. and a Barzal. That's it. That's it. Absolutely grumpy. They don't even say Wally Spoon. Maybe they're Wallstrom and Wotherspoon together. Hey, look at look at Wally Spoon. That's a pass from you know Wallstrom to to Wotherspoon. Wally Spoon. Yeah. Congratulations, CJ says my sister's pregnant. Oh. Is due anytime before January fifteenth. She's having a girl. My first niece. Congratulations, Congratulations, CJ. Good for you. Make right? sure you've got a red Lupin Ranger outfit ready to go for your niece. And say congratulations to your sister. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nothing but um, the best. Um, ooh, also found out, guys. We're having a boy. We did a gender reveal. Wow. Congratulations. Alexander oh, with yet news. another child. He's got a hundred of them now. Look no, at this. Look at all the good news, Grumpy. Yeah, congratulations, Alexander. Congratulations. Uh, BK Italian kids got a comment there for you, Grumpy. Grumpy, what interview with Lou are you talking about that he looked bold, oh, bold and old? Bad and old. The ones with Shannon last year? No. He did one, uh, I think, recently, like last like week, a week and a half, a week and a half ago. He looked, he looked old. He looked, he looked like he aged a lot. And here's the thing. And I'm not saying because of what happened there. You get to be a certain age, and that that just kind of happens. And he, that was the first thing that caught me. I'm like, man, he looks old. Mm. And I, I mean, he still seems sharp enough, but you could tell he's on the downside. Mm. And I'm not slamming him. I'm not slamming him because he still seems sharp as a tack, but you just look at him like, oh, he's starting to look old. That's all. Max Power says, Happy holidays, fellas. Hope you guys are keeping warm. No frozen slash burst pipes this past weekend. Yes, congratulations. I love beating the Penguins. Number two, only to the Rangers. Cheers. 
I don't like the playing goods either. Uh, but to me, it's the Flyers are the team I hate the most. Always the Flyers. Mm. No team I hate worse than the Flyers. Bill B says here, um, we have we are now eighth in scoring and ninth in goals against. That's exciting. You'd think that we would have a better uh, record then, wouldn't you? You'd think. Not the case. But here's the thing. When we beat teams, we score a shit ton of empty net. I'll be interested. How many of our goals a are lot. empty net goals? This is what a I lot. need. Feels facts. I need to know what how or anybody could pull that information up. How many of our goals that we Croc. score? How many does Croc have? I'm gonna say Parise. How many I'll bet you Croc has two or three. Parise's got two. Anders Lee has at least one. We get a lot of those empty netters. That really quickly, quick aside. I, I we'll we'll get that pulled up. We're gonna have to have somebody who knows. I, I'll try to find that information. I won't be able to find that. Somebody, do you remember Tom from the Belmont bunch? Great Islanders, yeah, yeah. great Islanders, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. great Islanders, great Islanders. Um, content. If you're looking for like a 10 minute clip at the end of like wrap ups of games, you gotta love it. You gotta check out the Belmont bunch. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Tom does that. He said, "Well, with Atu Ratu." Players like Parker Weatherspoon, these young guys like Hudson, Fa- or even Hudson Fashing. Do we have to start giving Brett Thompson credit? Is what he asked. And I'm like, that's a good question. When do we have to start giving Brett Thompson credit if we do for these young AHLers coming and producing in the NHL? Does he deserve credit? Yes or no? Yes, he does. What does it tell me, though? What does it tell you who's been holding the young guys back? Who was it? Who was it all this time? Who was it? Barry. That, thank you very much, Barry Trotz. That's right. They're not looking for the oldest guy, or let's go out in free agency and sign a Zdeno Chara or a Andy Green. Nope, we're gonna. That, that's why you have minor leagues. Not to sign old guys. You put the younger guys in there. You let them develop. Think about last year if we didn't have Chara, we didn't make the playoffs. We weren't going to make the playoffs. You're trying to tell me there wasn't a defenseman we could have slid up and given him time? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I saw that comment. And I was like, holy crap. He may be on to something here, Grumpy. I mean, Fashing hasn't been there a long time. Ratu hasn't been there a long time. Wotherspoon certainly has. And he's been serviceable. And Holstrom Holstrom has been there forever as well. I'm, I don't know. To me, Holmstrom is just a bottom liner for me. He's a bottom six guy. But Fashing has showed some jump. He's really taken, like I said, he's taken the puck and skated with it. And Ratu's legit. Absolutely legit. Um, Why not Nishikov? Will we ever get to see a surprise visit from the Warden? Never. Never, ever. She goes and hides. I We she surprised the Warden. We brought the lovely page with us. And I said, as soon as I walked in, I said to the Warden, I said, because we've given you the surprise... Now we have to release the plate video. I tried to use it as leverage to get the plate video released. Dude, it's still deep in the archives. It's still in the archives. We're still trying to negotiate and broker a deal. I'm not sure it's ever going to get done. I feel like we get nowhere with these negotiations. She'd have to be dead. She'll have to be dead oh. before that happens. Oh, man. Or maybe – the no, I don't even think the last podcast. Gungu says, how come Bailey looks so bloody awful one game and respectable the next? It was Pittsburgh, and he looks okay against – I mean, think about it. 
I thought he looked okay yesterday. The whole team looked great, though, right? But that that goal that he scored was all Dobson. It was all Dobson. Poker says, uh, Bolduc untouchable? Yeah, right. I like I like what I've seen out of Bolduc, Bolduc this year. Yeah, I'm he's not saying guy. he's untouchable, but it's nice to have a young guy who could – okay, is it going to be Sallow? Is it going to be Bolduc? These are all left-shot defensemen. Is it going to be Ajo? Is it going to be Wotherspoon? It's a nice problem to have. Yeah. And if these guys show out at the NHL level, they're guys you can include in a deal as a an auxiliary piece to get something done, perhaps. Gungun says, I missed the beginning of the show. Um, was Christmas discussed? If you haven't discussed best gifts uh, you each received, right now feels like the right time. Grumpy, I'll let you take it here first. Um, Christmas was, we just said Merry Christmas. That's it. Uh, best gifts you received. Uh, it was TJ and his wife coming into town. That was our best gift. Oh, look at that sappy bastard. Yeah, sure. Go ahead and use that. That's yeah, low. Go ahead. What's low. your best gift? That's low, grumpy. That's low. The best gift I had was cherished time with family and loved ones. You like that? You like that answer right back to you? <laughs> non hallmarky answers. Um, I, you know, I see, but here's the thing when people listen to me, they know that I'm that I'm sincere. Oh, when you, it no. comes off as just being snotty. Because I, 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 I put the inflection. I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. That was the best gift they got this year. And certainly the warden, without a doubt. That was our best gift. Good gracious. Um, Amazingly, we like spending time with uh, our children. That's Amazingly. nuts. Go figure. Um, and uh, um, Shows we don't have enough friends, I guess. <laughs> Uh, David D says, "How's Dennis Potman to replace Lou's season at the season end as the oldest GM in the no, NHL?" No, 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 no. Sorry, love Denny. Don't want him as a as a GM. No. Grumpy John Smith. Bailey had a goal and a shot, literally nine on a shot, literally ninety nine out of NHL NHLers would make nothing special. I'd still trade him for a bag of pucks. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. He was wide open, and he did have to. It's not even like it was a one-timer. He stopped it, and I'm not saying that, uh, you know, it wasn't a good goal. It was a good goal, but that was all set up by Dobson. That was a Dobson play. Frank agrees. He said that was all Dobson. He's special. Yep, amazing pass by Dobson. Fantastic. Yeah. The future $10 million man. Drill said, I know Phil is a big Holmstrom advocate. He's using this call-up being earlier than others as a way to say he's a good prospect. God. Phil. Phil! Phil, uh, Phil needs help. Something's wrong with Phil. I don't know what's going clear, on. We have to clear out an entire, we have to clear out an entire 24 hour time slot the next time we have Phil on the show. Phil, Phil. I don't know. Phil's off the he just, something's wrong with Phil. <laughs> I'm worried about him. I'm gonna have to talk to him. Oh shit. Shay said it was you, TJ. You were calling him Hunter. Not Hudson, no. And he says, um, "Not grumpy old man. Stop blaming him for things you did." Is what she said. Isn't that the way it always is? Forgive me. Forgive me. Blame the parents for their failings. I don't know if I called them Hunter. I didn't think I did, but you know what? I might have. If I listened to TJ long enough, call him Hunter. Maybe I said it after that. Ooh, Gungun said, I received two tickets to the Islanders Lightning game at Ooh. UBS Arena as a Christmas gift. Should I um, should I paint my entire body orange and blue and bang a cowbell uh, the, the, the entire time? If you really want to get on TV, paint yourself uh, silver and blue and ring that cowbell. They'll put you on. <laughs> 
I don't know. The Islander fans, I believe, have started some fights in that that, that arena. So you got to be careful there, Gugu. And you can't go under as a provocateur. Um, thank you, Paul W. I appreciate the comment about my fantastic piano. Um, can I play Heart and Soul on the piano? Yeah, I, I'll get on it. I'll try. Uh, Nick he can't C. even play. He can't even play chopsticks. Nick C. Grump. Would, uh, who would you guys want to be the GM if management wakes up and doesn't give the dinosaur another contract? There's not an individual person. I, I, we don't I know who would be available, who's going to be fired yet, but if it's guys who aren't fired and we're just picking up, let's assume every general manager keeps their job, I would want a general manager who's like an assistant GM of a young team, a young a young modern NHL team, i.e. Tampa, i.e. Carolina. The list goes on and on. But you know, if nobody gets fired, tough to tough to assume who's going to be fired, who's going to be canned from now until the end of the year. Can we put up Tommy's comment again? Tommy, you from your house could play a piano better than TJ. <laughs> I'm just telling you. A gap, you grumpy. Alexander says, "I had to pull this up." My uncle just compared Matt Barzal to Derek King. Ray Ferraro and Scott Lachance. Your uncle's got issues. We've discussed that in person, Alexander. You know that. Your uncle's lost his mind. He's That's lost it. his mind. He's lost his mind. He's lost his damn mind. Um, <laughs> should we discuss the Jets Mike White situation tonight or I'll bite until tomorrow? Let's do that tomorrow. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. The Jets. The Jets, the Jets, the Jets. Um, Safe to say Zach Wilson's out, right? I would agree. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's right, Grumpy. I was just calling him the, the Hudson Hornet. That's how I can remember. Hudson, Hudson Hornet. Hudson Hornet, Grump. Brockdale's 36 points. Ballerina, 35 points. Okay, the ballerina creates. You know what it's like when you're watching a ballerina out there? You're watching greatness. If if how many Denver's lost the ballerina, Brockdale's is a motherfucker who comes and sweeps up the freaking roses that get thrown on the freaking, on the freaking stage after the ballerina gets done performing. That's what he is. How many empty net points does Croc have? I need somebody who can pull this information as it's readily available at their fingertips to provide this to us. How many empty netters does Brock Nelson have? Because my Barzal has zero. Um, That's right. I know, Barzal, I know Brock Nelson at least has one goal. He doesn't even get a sniff on. They put freaking Casper Holmstrom out there in that situation as opposed to Matt Barzal. No. Uh. Let's see here. Um, uh, they did put Tavares, Lee, and Nelson on the same line at one point, and Iposo and Nelson with Tavares. It's oh, the yeah. way back machine. The way, way, way back machine. Tavares uh, made Tavares had the ability and still has the ability to make those around him better. Ooh, good question, Coach Tommy B. He says, Grumpy Man, what's your fondest memory of 2022? Oh, wow. oh gosh, I'm trying to think. Islanders memory and just I, memory. In I, general. You know what? I I can't think of a fun. It's not been a great year for me personally. So I don't really have a super fun moment. It was nice. Like I said, um, having TJ and his wife come into town and us visiting them for Thanksgiving, but nothing really that that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. More dis more unhappiness as opposed to happiness this year. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Happiest Islander moment, Grumpy, or fondest Islander memory from 2022? Barry Trotz getting fired. 
I thought you were about to say, my fondest memory from the Islanders in 2022 was us trading with the 13th overall pick for Alexander Romanoff. That's probably my fondest memory. Um, on the year, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to have introspection like this. Yeah, Barry Trotz getting fired. That's part of the solution. Now yeah. the rest, now they got to jettison the fossil. Get him out of there. <laughs> um, and uh, Justin Estrada says, howdy from Houston, guys. Um, Lane, better ride the wave of energy and youngsters and not go back to those old-ass geezers. Amen, now, Justin. Amen. Justin, I don't know if that's you in that shirt. Um, yeah, let's see. If, it is, if it is, you're looking sharp. Yeah, Grumpy, him and I playing a band together. I play the piano, he plays the guitar. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, ooh, good description. Um, Water Spoon is better than Aho. And, uh, I, you know, and I have them both for years. Now, do you think Water Spoon's better than Aho already, Grumpy? I think he is more physically gifted than Aho. I think Aho is better at transitioning the puck. If they could meld the two together, I think you'd have yourself a really solid bottom pairing left shot defenseman. I don't think Wotherspoon is great. I think he's serviceable. So is Ajo, but Ajo's small. That's his issue. He's small and he can get, you know, just kind of bullied off the puck. He's like Hickey, like Hickey used to be, honestly. But he's actually smaller than Hickey. Um, Wotherspoon's been okay. I, I'm... I just want to say pump the brakes on Wolderspoon. I think he's serviceable, yeah. Grumpy. Uh-oh. Grumpy, are you reading this comment, Grump? I know it's not the people of the man show, but Alexander, this is big. Okay, finally. Paint the we, background. Paint the background of this, the significance of this, Grumpy. Alexander has been the biggest to a honk that there is. I've been all year, we've been working on him, trying to explain to him, trying to help him by saying, guess what? Two is not the – he's a noodle. His name is Noodles for a reason. He's got a little noodle arm. Now anytime he falls down, he gets a concussion. They need to move on from him. He needs to seriously – do you think he's going to be he playing with 30? I don't. He needs to quit. He needs to quit. He's not very good first off. Second off, he's got the serious concussion. The, the hits he's taken haven't been that fierce. Not that hard. Yeah. The one recently I was like, oh, buddy. Anytime I mean, you get sacked to the ground, it's like – are you okay? This is not the flag cam football. It's not flag touch league. It's just this is this is the NFL, my friend. Yeah, I'm so. just like, you know, whatever. Um, they he won't be playing. I, I'd never give him a second question. contract. If he, if he doesn't retire before then, he will not be playing until 30. Um, CJ says, Brandenburg scares the hell out of me. Um, uh, he looks like one of the lollipop guild or a, a strange character you'd see in Lord of the Rings or a Harry Potter movie. Bren's a really nice guy. Really nice. Yeah, he is. He is. They're they're all all fantastic people. Yeah, all of them. Everything to a person, okay. really nice. So you know, Shay says Phil's tweets are insane. He said to trade Sorokin. Now Phil. I've got to bring this up. Well, no, what Phil did He's trying to get a was, following. No, Phil has been flip-flopping all over the place. It's like a He's been flip-flopping. Was that Grump? It's like a fish on the dock. Flip flopping. This is it's one of those things I gotta ask him about. He's on to our side just on December 22nd. He was on our side. He said full rebuild. He said massive rebuild is needed. I'm he's like, even, okay, he good. was even worse than I was. 
Well, the, at the beginning of the year, he said the team was cooked, that it wasn't, and now it's cooked again. The Islanders need a, a proper rebuild and a major tank for the rest of the season. After a roster freeze, you trade. Hold on. Soro- and so trust me, we'll be bringing this up when we have Phil on. Sorokin, Bavillier, Varlamov, Mayfield, Parise. I'm not down for this trade here. This is the only person. You, you don't have any goalies in your system. This allows you to collect four first-round picks, including three this year, and gets you into Bedard territory. I'm not moving Sorokin. Yeah, he's in the only no go. I would not be opposed to moving the other four. Yeah, I agree not with that. All. No. I just he's on our side. John Smith, the legend himself. Nine empty net goals. I'm dying for a breakdown. I want to see the points. I want to see the points. I know Lee's has, I know Lee has at least two or three points. Croc has at least two or three. Milo Brownie says, What's wrong with empty netters? It means your team's winning. Should your team not score and empty net opportunities grow? No, it was just someone who came up. And who was it? I don't even know who. Oh, it was D-Cut. When I look at point totals, when I look at point totals, I'm like, it's a lot tougher to score with a guy in front of it than it's not. I mean, they all count the same, right? But I'm like, Matt Barzal never gets an opportunity out there with an empty net. Some players never get the opportunity. Other players play every empty net opportunity. When somebody says to me, Len D-Cut, I'm calling you out now. Go! You know, I love you, you, but I'm calling you out. When you say, Brock – has 36 points and the ballerina has 35. I think it's legit to say, okay, how many empty net points does Brock have? Because he's out there for every empty net situation, every single one. And well, we've got nine empty net goals. I think he's got about 30. I bet he's got four points. He's got 36 empty net points. Anyway, no, uh, no, that's not true. But I bet, <laughs> I, I bet he's had, I bet he's had probably four, three or four. Gumi says, should Zach Wilson ever be allowed to attend another rounder game? You know, that's a really good comment, Goon Goon. That's that's comment of the night right now. Um, <laughs> um I didn't know this would curry so much favor with you, Grum. He should, but he's not going to be getting in free anymore. Let me just put it to you that way. Oh, oh shit. And who the hell was that center who was, you know, uh deriding him at the games? What the hell was the guy? Oh, I don't remember. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. White guy. Long hair. He's gonna ha- he's gonna over. have to hitch his wagon to somebody else. Gonna have to find Mike White. Say, hey, Mike, you thought about going to the Islander game? Let's they go, need man. A quarterback. Let's Mike team. White's Mike White's not the answer. Anthony R. Grump. I really like Ratu, Foshing, and Wotherspoon. Both Ratu and Foshing need to stay with the club, club the rest of the year. Wotherspoon looks solid. Plays a simple, smart, defensive game. Yeah, he's serviceable back there. He is. Fourteen minutes a night. That's all you should need from your bottom pairing guy. And he also says, what a difference it is when you add some youngsters in the starting lineup. And wow, did you see that Parise, Pajot, and Sezikis? That line was great. Sezikis yep. looked like a natural fit for both of them. That's a I great... think what the style they play are all very similar, and they kind of feed off each other. They're all hard workers. Yep. They all have average-ish to above-average skating, and they're all guys who are not afraid to throw the body, and they're complete energy guys. And they're all the, they're not yet cashed. So, or at least for the energy portion, they could they match up with anybody's top pairing, anybody's top line. That's a good line to have out there when you have the other team's top line out there. I feel they're really solid defensively. All goon goon grumpy. Do all teams miss wide open nets and hit as many goal posts as the Islanders, especially versus the Rangers, Panthers, and Penguins? Oh my. Um, 
I've seen people miss empty nets, but it just tells you about the talent thing, don't you think? Can you hit an empty net from the, you know, from the red line? If you can't, it says more about talent than anything else. If you can, you're going home with a brand new car. If you're Brock Nelson, that's have your gold total. Peacock Grumpy. I would pay $50 for a pay-per-view MMA match featuring TJ and Sun X. You know who I'll be rooting for. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Sun, Sun X, I cannot wait to get him on the show. TJ is going to hate it because Sun X is mean. And he says, funny, things are funny, but... I, I, you know, I don't like TJ getting picked on by Sun X either. I don't think that's right. That would be but a he great does. He does. That would He's be a funny interview match. D cut. Here's the thing: Sun X would just be dancing around, and TJ, he, you know, would be like George Foreman, and Sun X is like Muhammad Ali, just running around. Look, MMA's not like that, Grump. Grump I understand. Is. What I'm no. saying is, you'll get worn out chasing after Sun X. Stop. Shay says, "Do you guys fight slash argue as much in person as you do on the podcast?" Yes. Do we? I'd say. No, I don't think it's so. It's like really arguing. We don't argue. It's kind of like playful banter. It's like playful arguing. If TJ does something stupid, I call him out on it. That's for certain. Grumpy does a lot of dumb shit, so I call him out quite often. There you go. They're called millennial hissy fits, but I think they are. I think they're. Uh, <laughs> I, I I'll tell you what. I think, I think we have a really honest relationship. Yeah. That's what I will say. Milo Brownie says, Grump. Is it only TJ and Sun X, or are there daughters being hidden away too? No daughters, no daughters, just two sons. Yep. And Brian Jennings says, let's stay status quo, not mortgage the future, and let's build a respectable franchise. That's right, Brian. There's a voice of – Brian, once again, a voice of reason. Yes. There it is. Grumpy Higo. Goon Goon. It's been a while since music was discussed or enjoyed on the show. I'd like to see her hear Grumpy's feedback on the following YouTube video. The Scorpion's Wind of Change, the Fart Along. I have never seen it, um, but I will check it out. Goon Goon, absolutely. Um. <laughs> Guys, I got Cody Johnson concert pit tickets for Christmas slash Hanukkah. I don't even know who Cody Johnson is. I don't know who Cody Johnson Congratulations, is. Congratulations, I think, Jay. There it is. Good for you. Uh, Tommy B Man, says, Shay, more. Shay just gets things done. You ever notice that? Yep. Yeah, uh, Tommy B says, nothing more important than family. Actually, 100% agree, Tommy. Justin Estrada says, Grumpy loves 38 Special so much because he wants to tell Parise, I'm so caught up in you. There you go. Hey, hang on loosely. That's that's what that's what Parise's doing now. He's just kind of hanging on loosely. Oh, man. Nah, he's, he's earned his spot. There. Let's be honest. As much as I was against signing him two years ago, for the money that he signed for, he's absolutely been uh, he's been a good pickup for them. Tommy says, I thought the Grumpy Old Man's fondest memory was Simon Holmstrom's debut. No, absolutely not. That was, no. I, that was aneurysm time for me. I'm like, how did this piece of crap manage to get up to you? Shame. Three empty net goals! And how many assists? You know he's got empty net assists. See, that's uh -huh. what I mean. His stats are inflated by empty netters. It is. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> oh, Grumpy Man was excited when Holmes made his debut, debut like a joyful little kid. Uh, Brian J says, honestly, who cares about meaningless empty netters and shit? Writing is on the wall. This horrible Lou moves of the past are slapping us in the face. Young man's game now. 100%. Now, I, think, I think, Brian, I think, right, we're never as good as you think, you're never as bad as you think. I think, realistically, we're a team of slightly above average 
we have a chance to be borderline playoff or right outside the playoff pitcher. That's what we are. It's um, not the 1990s anymore. Google says best show one of 2022. TJ's meltdown, re the Romanoff trait. <laughs> Alexander says Tua sucks. Uh, maybe Alexander's had his Twitter, his Instagram, <sighs> Facebook hacked. Oh wow! I don't know. Toodle, uh, no, no, no. He's got it. Oh, Tua has a noodle <laughs> for an arm and has noodles for a brain. Oh God! Oh no! I have a Tua story which I'll tell off air to someone. I won't tell it on air. To me. You've already heard the story. It's from Sun X. Sun X. Sun X has some two information. What? It, it's an off-air thing. I'm not telling it now. Why? Hold on. So I said, are you telling me this? You said, I already know. Who else are you telling off-air some Tua story that this comment makes some sort of sense in this context? I would tell other people not on the show. Okay, gotcha. Drew L says, holy crap, bombshell. Alexander finally threw the red pill and realized. Took the red pill and realized Tua sucks. Rich R says, Lou wheelchairs off. Then who? (laughs) Like I said, I want somebody from a modern NHL team who plays a modern NHL style and assistant GM. Young assistant GM. Oh, man. Young go getter. Shea says, Antti Nichols this season. Nelson Parise, three. Bavillier, Clutterbuck, Sean Gabriel-Peschel, all of one. Equals nine empty netters. I want to know how many assists, empty net assists Brock Nelson has. Maybe he's got five empty net points. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Frank says, Nelson's the man, period. I, I like Brock Nelson. I just, talent-wise, Matt Barzal is a much more talented player than Brock Nelson. I think Brock Nelson maybe is a more complete player. Then Matt Barzal, that's something different. But talent-wise, I think Matt Barzal is a far ta- more talented player. Here you go, Grumpy. Dan Feeney, that's right, was the mullet hair jet who accompanied the young Zachary to the Islanders' playoffs games two years ago. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. He's like, yeah, don't worry. I'll be right next to you, Zach. Hitched his oh, ride man. to the wrong pony on that one, I think. I just, I just, For me, if you're a good coach, don't you take a flyer on Zach Wilson? On the cheap, I do. Why not? Why not? Gungun also says, uh, it may be worthwhile to pull up the TJ slash Romanoff video tonight and see if it still holds up. I'll have to see if I can find that real quick. Tommy B says, I wish you both a very happy new year and nothing but a productive and positive 2023. Right back to you, Coach Tommy B. Thank you, Tommy. Um, and uh, Justice Trotter said, fill a smoke and crack. LOL. I, I thought about that too, but I wasn't going to say that on the air. No, Max P says, I forget which game it was recently where we were shooting on an empty net for about seven minutes and scored zero goals. I do remember that half, and I can't remember. It was the Devils, the Devils, where yeah. freaking who, who had the longest shift in NHL history of like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, Hughes, right? Hughes was out there forever. T-Cut says, TJ, take TJ for a buzz cut tomorrow, Grump. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Um, he's a country artist. He's a guy with a touch of uh, old, a modern with a touch of old country. Nothing better than George Strait and Alan Jackson, though. Um, they were good. They were oh, good. I think you're both of 2022's Islander favorite moment was when Barzal got an extension. Oh, shit. Nuts. <laughs> uh, no, it was getting rid of Barry Trotz. That was it. I know that was D Cut's favorite moment too. I don't know who he's kidding. And um, Rich R. Grumpy. Dallas fans are there because someone gave them free tickets, but the stars are the most playoff-ready team. They're damn good. They are good. They are good. Really good. 
Um, Drew L. Grumpy. You know, Tuna looks so eerily similar to Russell Wilson that I think of Tua sustains all those hits. He'll start saying, Bron- Broncos country, let's ride. I mean, uh, what's the worst trade you've seen in like forever? It I, that Russell Wilson, Wilson trade. Too. Yeah. Russell. And not just because of the bad trade. I mean, the Herschel Walker trade was bad, but the money that you've committed to him, it almost hamstrings you from doing anything else for the next number of years. Ugh. Draft pick, money, you name it, they did it all. Yeah. Goon says, who had a stronger arm, Tattoo from Fantasy Island or Tua? Tattoo. I think I have a stronger arm than Tua. Probably um, not, but maybe. I'm, I'm going to tell time. you what, the hero of the people has a stronger arm than him at 45. Oh, um, My favorite 2022 Islanders moment was when Grump fired TJ from the show. Oops, I spilled the beans. It's happening Saturday night. Sorry, Grump. Thank you, D-Cut. Very I'm good. trying to see if I could find the old oh, man. Wasn't that put up as a uh, a clip on the clip page? Okay, hold on a second. Oh, shit. Shay says, I can't find the assist at the moment. Sorry, TJ. No, it's great, Shay. The fact that you find the internet goals is legendary. Absolutely legendary. Oh, God. I do have the clip. Hold on. It's two minutes long. Okay, here we go. It could be taken out of context. This never happened. This is not a real clip. I don't know. I I forget how bad I sound in this. Andrew said, is the D-cut hating bars all thing (laughs) real? I can't tell at this point. I 50-50. At least Hackett couldn't hack it, says Drew L. Okay. When did I tell you that Hackett was going to lose his job? Week one. Week one. Week one. I said, this guy's we, not going to make it to the end We both said it. We both said it after week they found one. a way to lose against Seattle. Yes. Week one. Joined late, but what are your thoughts on Weatherspoon? Uh, he's looked pretty good to me. No offense, but competent defensively. He's serviceable. I think he's serviceable. Um, and are you going live tomorrow, says Drewell? Trying to, yes. Yeah. Um, what do you feisty fellows think of the job Lane Lambert has done so far? Could Trots have done just as good of a job? It's it's like black and white of a difference of what they do. I think Lane does certain things better than Trots, certain things worse than Trots. I mean, like the we wouldn't be anywhere near good of a team if we didn't have fantastic goaltending this year. It's that simple. So it's just the Doug Waite system or the Doug Waite style with better defensive personnel and better goaltending. That's the result we've seen. Slightly above that. I don't know if anyone remembers what I said before the season started. I said that Sorokin might be a better goalie. He might he might be better than last year, but his numbers won't look as good because Lane Lambert was going to have to engage the defense to produce more offense since we did nothing in the offseason. So we kind of knew that that was coming, and uh, that's been the case this year, in my opinion. I think we've given up more goals than last year at this point of the season, but he's been so fantastic. And that's why our record is better. Could Barry have done this? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Just as Toronto says, Russell Wilson is this decade's version of Albert Hainsworth. Huge, embarrassing failure. I disagree. Albert Hainsworth, uh, Albert Hainsworth quit and was a dog. That's a difference. I don't think Russell Wilson has quit. I just think he's, I, and I said from week one, I said, something's wrong with him. He's not throwing the ball right. Yep. And he's been terrible all year. Maybe he's got an injury we don't know about. I remember when Albert Hainsworth couldn't pass the conditioning test. Oh, and they had like like what news anchors were like, what I'm gonna time? run in the, the first, second, or third time. Anyone, you pick your choice. Yeah. Um uh, Time B says TJ needs to end the show playing the piano, even if he sucks <laughs> at it. Maybe 
Okay, let's see here. Is It's going to be like Inception. Uh, we're going to have a clip of us inside a clip of us. So, oof, man. This guy doesn't, this guy right here in the white shirt doesn't even look like me. I don't know who that is. I don't know, but this he's got hair. Weird. Is that why it doesn't look like you? Yeah, let's listen to what this is here. Oh, son of a biscuit. Okay. That this track should have more more traffic. It should have more a bigger footprint than it does. Kirby Doc. Lou Lamarillo has got to fucking go. He's got to be fired. He's got to be fired. Fucking go. Bill just said excellent trade. For fucking Romanoff, the thirteenth overall pick. Get the fuck out of here. What? The thirteenth overall pick. You just saw that the Brinkat went for a seventh. A 39. No, no, not a seventh. A first, number seven. The seventh overall pick, the 39th overall pick. Is it better if I say it like that? The seventh, the seventh, the 39th. A first, and a, a second, and a fourth. And a 2024 third round pick. Really? Alexander Romanoff for the 13th overall selection. What a fucking shit show. I just, I. What a fucking shit show. What a disaster. What a disaster. Cover your ears. What a disaster. <laughs> oh, what are Romanov's numbers? I mean, I would rather have I would have rather had JT Miller. 79 games played, 13 points. Fucking lighting the world on fire. What does baby. he play? Defense. He's a oh, he's a defenseman, 22-year-old defenseman. Oh Young defenseman. There's 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 your defenseman. That's your defenseman. No uh no chickerin. No Letty, it's this guy, Romanov. Oh, he just that's a horrible trip. I'm fucking done. <laughs> I just I'm just happy we didn't have where I compared to the statutory rape. So oh uh, I think that, you, may, may not have that was on there too. May or may not have happened, but um yes. Uh if you listen to that whole draft show, you'd you hear it. You would. On YouTube, search the Islanders trade for Romanov, and the reaction is initially pretty negative. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's never say die, Clint. <laughs> um, and Michael T says, "Good evening, Teacher Grump. Happy to see you. Cheers and a, a happy, prosperous 2023 for all of us. Cheers, absolutely, Michael T. I'd rather see a black screen than TJ's huge forehead. Bring back the broken camera," oh, he says. Geez. Okay, uh, Michael T. Grumpy. So, could the Islanders be any more annoying to almost everyone? So milk toast, they can beat the top. So milk toast they can beat the top teams, then lose to the bottom feeders. Ugh. Um, Tommy says Phil Sachs was sleeping at the stage of the draft night. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, Drell said, "What's hilarious about the clip is TJ is remember or 
is I remember that I was working on my internship inside of a crappy concession stand when you had that reaction. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's like like you remember where you were when uh, you know, like Kennedy was assassinated or Elvis died or something like that. Where were you when Romanov was traded to the Islanders? I knew exactly where I was. Um, I went through every win, and Nelson has one empty net assist. I could have missed something. Thank you, Shay. Shay, you get you get a fantastic award. Shay, if I have my sound clip, I give you the little clap sound clip. But uh, so four empty net points so far for for Brock Nelson this year. Um, this is a great Devils Bruins game right now. One one tie heading the third period in the seven minutes remaining in the third period. All right. Well, there it is. It's a big game. Big game for both teams. Big, Bigger game for the Devils, I'd say. Uh, Michael T says, talk about an overreaction. I am biased uh, because I really like Romanoff in his style. Um, he might not be perfect, but it's his first year, and I love his physicality. He's just got great defensively. <clears throat> it's He's his not third year. sound. I mean, can that get better? I hope so. He doesn't seem like he's got great hockey sense, though. Could be wrong. Wow. Now that game that was Penguins 4-0 is now 4-3 Penguins. Get up three unanswered goals. Holy crap. Um, Shea's anti-T-cut, T-cut says. Oh, God. Yeah, Shea's really uh, nice. Only assist is in the the the, uh, the, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas game. Golden Knights. Look at that. Fantastic. Uh, he says sick news. Oh, good gracious. Um, okay. Grumpy. Oh, God. I'll let you read this one, Grumpy, here. Um, Grumpy TJ's may sound crazy. I really think the victory song should be Billy Joel's Down East Alexa. No, 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 I don't think so. What's y'all's ideal victory song? They picked the worst of Verizon of Higher Love, the worst version of Higher Love. Um, I don't know what the victory song should be. It shouldn't be Downtown Alexa, though. No, 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 no. I don't know. This is something that Drew said. It's a five second long clip he sent to us. Let me see. I'll let you read this one too, Grump. I can't think of a better way to end the show than pulling up the YouTube Scorpions. Wind of change, the fart along. It will bring you to tears, Grumpy, guaranteed. I'll take your word for it. I can't. Let's see here. This is TJ when he's um, when he said he's still at Grumpy's place. Let's see. Stop the cap. <laughs> Stop. Stop the cap. I don't get that one, Drew. But stop the cap, apparently. Um, anyway, man, Grumpy, we are at. Oh, Milo Brownie says, for an abbreviated podcast, you went above and beyond tonight. Happy New Year. Thanks, Milo Brownie. That's right. We're ending the show. Two hours. Yes, we went an hour longer than we wanted to, Grumpy. Can I just say, I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens, and even those who don't, from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, we're probably going to be definitely be doing an abbreviated version tomorrow of the Islanders of the uh, TJ and the grumpy old man show too much football. And we haven't talked about, it. I'm getting ready to vomit some football out on people tomorrow. Um, and then probably a shorter version on Saturday, of the Islanders, who knows, uh, but we have to do something. Got to get back out to the people. And I just want to say everyone who doesn't listen, Merry Christmas once again to everybody and a happy new year coming up without a doubt. We love y'all. And cannot wait to talk to you again. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in as always. Thank you for your time.
Thank you. Hopefully you had a great holiday season. Hit the thumbs up button. That's right. Hit the th- forget. Like it. Thumbs up button. Apparently a thumbs up helps the algorithm. I got a few more comments here. Well, just one more comment. Just the last one. I already that did the shout out, D Cut. I did. I did the shout out without a doubt. Which I one want to make sure. One? Shout out to Isles of Misery Radar, but the last comment's the best. It says D Cut says Saturday is TJ's last show. Oh, good gracious. That's it. Thank you, everybody, wishing us the happy New Year's. One more Gungun says here is just me or Mayfield involved in several bl- blunders per game. Tim for Lou time to for trade, Lou time for Lou to trade him for a 35 year old former New York, New Jersey Devil. Maybe so. And I'm trying to trade for a Bajal in my fantasy league. I'm offering Nico Heesher thoughts. I'd do it. Nico Heesher for Romanoff or for, for Barzell? Who would, who would get the better it. end of the deal fantasy wise? Heesher, like, right? I like Barzal, Barzal better than Heesher. Okay. Same fantasy wise. Anyway, um, I complained about Mayfield. Um, he's too focused on offense with the new contract year. His shot sucks, by the way. Oof, and Boston scored. Have a great evening, everybody. Um, we'll see you guys here tomorrow on TG and the Grumpy Old Man. And maybe on, and we'll probably see you guys on Saturday for the Honest Never Say Die show. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you again, as always, Grumpy. My pleasure. Oh, Max there. I like his little cat. Okay. <laughs>